Are you listening to this in the car? If you're listening to this in the car, raise your hand right now. Are you listening to this while you're running? If you're listening to this while you're running, raise your hand right now. Are you listening to this while you're on the toilet? If you're listening to this while you're on the toilet, uh, maybe you shouldn't raise your right hand or any hand right now. No, that's awful. This is an awful intro. <clears throat> Hold on, Eddie. Welcome back, everybody, to Eddie Green's 101. It is weird anytime I say, you know, Eddie Green's 101 because I'm Eddie Green. So anyways, I always like to say welcome back to 101. That just sounds a little better. But of course, the obvious uh, title of this podcast is Eddie Green's 101. So welcome back, however you want to call it. Feel free. It's a free society. It's a free world unless you're over in some part of the world that's not free. And if you are, I don't think you're listening to this podcast. Are you? Are uh, I got to look at my analytics and figure out where I'm heard. I should do more research. That's definitely, hold on, I got to add that to my to-do list. Do more, do more research. Okay. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope uh, wherever you guys are listening to this from, if it's in your car, if it's on the toilet, if it's while you're showering, if it's while you're digging a ditch, if it's while you're opening your mail, if it's while you're watching TV, I hope uh, I hope your day is going great. And uh, we're going to get into who my guest is today, and then we're going to get into the guest himself. But before we do, we got to talk about something else. Ah, see, you thought I was going to say sponsor time. No, you're right. I was. I just wanted to fool you for a second. All right. Sponsor in three, two, one. And we made it through another sponsor. It's all fucking done. Thank you so much for listening to that. That is uh, how, if you just listen to it, that's all you have to do. Just listen to it. If you listen to it, you help keep this show afloat. Um, that is a, that is a, Big, big help in terms of making sure that this show continues on. So who is my guest today? My guest today is Jeff McDevitt, Jeffrey McDevitt, Mr. McDevitt. Uh, he is a, he's a musician up and coming. Um, he, uh, you know, I mean, he's not brand new to the scene. He's been doing this for years and years and years. Um, and uh, But he is still up and coming. He, uh, you know... Looking for that record deal. So if anyone out there is a uh, is a is a music producer or anything like that, and you have a, a record deal that you're just itching to sign, get someone on. Reach out to uh, Mr. Jeff McDevitt, assuming it's the kind of music that you want, because he uh, he is, as you'll hear in this episode, he's a hippie in 2020. Um, I love this guy. I really do. Uh, we go back to high school um, because that's sort of that's sort of the default guest of this podcast. It just seems like I'm going through my entire yearbook and all right, I got him. Oh, okay. She's coming on. All right. I don't think I want her on. Ooh. Okay. Uh, no, 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 no. Just kidding. I don't want him on either. And like, it, it, it kind of seems like that's what I'm doing. I'm just going, but I'm not, I promise you I'm not. I'm, 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 I'm only reaching out to people that I actually give a shit about. Uh, fuck those people that I have zero interest. And you know, if you went to high school with me, you know who you are. But I don't think you're listening to this podcast. Anyways, him and I go way back. So it was a pleasure to catch up with him after all these years. And uh, I hope you guys get a lot out of this. This is a, this is a, this is a juicy episode. Lots of good talk in this um, on both sides, him and me. 
Um, and I'm not trying to, you know, scratch my own back or pat my own back or what do you do with your back? You do, um, anyways, I'm not trying to do any of that, but I am, I am trying to get you guys excited for this episode. So I'm done talking, get ready, get set. It is Jeffrey, Jeff McDevitt. Jeff McDevitt, what's going on? How you doing, Eddie? Oh my God, dude! It's good to hear your voice. Yeah, you too, man. Holy shit! How long? Okay, hold on. We got to figure out because this is like you know this is the tradition. If I'm reconnecting with someone from the past, how long has it been since? I mean, if we're counting in person, it has to be what? Oh my lord, (laughs) dude! It's been like seven, eight years. I may have seen you like on a Black Friday, like somewhere (laughs) in like a Target. That's true. Yeah, but it's been a long time, man. Yeah. So what's uh, what's going on? Okay, so for everyone listening, Jeff's uh, Jeff's main, I guess, kind of uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Like you could say, career goal is to be uh, like a like a recording artist, right? You want to be a professional musician, and not to say you're not, but to be like I don't know, like a John Mayer or something. Yeah, man, music is my life. I love it. Um, I've just been writing a lot. I've had a band for the last couple of years. Uh, we've done the whole LLC, done in a business, did it the correct way, and been saving and buying new gear and playing shows. And um, I'm just writing, and that's still my goal. I love music. I do everything from hip hop to, like you said, John Mayer style, to the Beatles, to Foo Fighters, to whatever you can name. I like, and I do. And so music is my life. You know that, man. Oh, music has always been my my love. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, all the way back to. Uh you know, the choir days and, uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting to think because, um, you know, back in high school, I don't, we were, we were friends, like we weren't like enemies or anything, but I wouldn't necessarily say that, you know, we were the closest of friends. You definitely had your, you know, your, your group that you kind of gravitated towards. And then I, our commonality was always either, choir or if you were doing like you know a little small bit in uh in the wizard of oz or something yeah no definitely it was, yeah for sure but we were always laughing about the funniest things that lead together <laughs> in choir <laughs> i remember just making so many jokes about just like ridiculous things i know for <laughs> yeah i'm telling you it's 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 the best time you know looking back like do you look back on that stuff fondly or do you kind of you know all right High school's done. I don't ever want to, if I had the chance, I don't ever want to go back. Or would you go back? Um, I wouldn't say I don't want to go back, but I, I, I'm not saying I would want to go back. But I definitely miss all that, man. I, I was definitely involved in so many things. And we were just traveling and singing. And it was so much fun. I had a blast. I definitely miss it. I, de- I just miss, I guess, maybe being more involved in so many th- different things and activities yeah 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 and uh and you know like kind of the carefree because now i mean what is like so what is your situation now like what do you because i know you do the traveling right with with your band twisted vibes is the name um 
but you guys like go all across the country or how does that work? Well, we started off in Florida about a couple of years back, I'd say about six years ago. And it was just a three piece band playing music, doing local bars and stuff like that. Then we started picking up bigger events and we realized, you know, we need to make this like a business instead of just throwing a couple bucks in your pocket and going away and going home at the end of the night and making it a hobby. We're like, we need to build this, you know, buy new gear, buy equipment and see where we can take this, buy a van. And um, we are definitely doing a lot of stuff like that. And, uh, but, you know, some of our, our, our paths kind of changed in the band a little. Uh, one of our friends had moved out to California and me and Marty, um, that was my drummer in the band. We moved out to New Jersey. So life's a little different right now, but we're still doing music. Music is a passion. And right now I'm working on recording an album in New York City when this whole virus gets over. <laughs> okay, so so right now you're in Florida. Right now I'm in New Jersey. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. I've lived up here for about two and a half years. I live about like, I live in Elizabeth, New Jersey. I'm about, I don't know, like eight to 10 miles out of New York City. Oh shit. Okay. So do you miss Florida? Like, do you, uh, so I guess this is the, like, this is the high school question again, but do you, do you like, do you want to come back to Florida permanently or no? Uh, I, I don't think so. I love Florida. I, I remember wanting to get out of there so bad. And now that I'm like out of there, I'm like, dude, every time I go home, I'm just like, I appreciate it so much more. Yeah. But well. do I want to move back to like, you know, Palm coast or Flagler beach or the prom? <laughs> I don't think so. At least not for a while. <laughs> just like, I really do love it up here. Like the fast paced and so many things to do. Dude, I've been to so many concerts and so many more events in my life, like in just the last two and a half years being here. But, you know, we've been trapped in our house for two months. So that kind of, that's kind of a bummer. <laughs> well, I would imagine because this is something like for you, for someone that, you know, this is what you want to do. I mean, has has this sort of been the the time where you've been maybe most productive, like most creative or no? Um, definitely. I would say yes and no. I've definitely been recording a lot of ideas. Like I'll just sit down on the computer, maybe start playing the keyboard or maybe just start from my uh, acoustic guitar. I'll just come up with a couple chords, a couple ideas, and then I'll just start singing melodies. And I've been doing that a lot since we've been here, like in quarantine, just been locked in the house, nothing to do. So I've really enjoyed doing that. But, you know, I haven't like really been on like, the facebook live vibe yet i don't know why i just feel like so many people are doing it so i'm just kind of letting people do their thing and then you know maybe i'll come out with something and surprise everybody it'll be exciting there you go so what is okay so run me through because this is something like i'm in i am in awe of people that can that can even play an instrument but you do what you do guitar you write lyrics you you sing i mean you're yeah. kind of like a triple threat and I'm sure you can play some <laughs> other, you, you know, you can play some other instruments. So what is, what is the process? So like if you have to, okay, hypothetically, I'm a, I'm a record deal, right? Like I, I just signed you and now I say, okay, I want you to give me, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll start with an EP. We won't go directly to an album. Give like, give me, I don't know, five, six songs. How do you, how do you go about doing that? Do you already have that in your back pocket or are you going to start fresh? So, yeah, that's like the, like that was the biggest thing with our band was like, you know, how do we get more gigs out of our state? How do we like get out of our comfort zone? And, you know, you have to put a, like a press kit together, a bio about the band, some pictures, where you're from, little information. So like people feel like they can get to know you. And when you send it out to 
just a new place that doesn't even know you. You know what I mean? Like, who is this band? Why would we hire this band when we can just hire this band that plays here all the time for this price, you know? So we have to reach out to different people. Um, we write a bio. We send about five to six songs out. And what we did was we go by Twisted Vibes. We're kind of like a, a jam band. So our whole thing is like tie-dye. So we made tie-dye folders, something very colorful. So when we mailed out, it would pop out to people when they throw it on their desk. It's not something they just throw away in their trash can. And um, we just started sending out music that way, sending out our press kits, um, started reaching out to the places. And we've had, we've had a good run at some of the places, you know, Florida has definitely been our, our our most solid place of gigs. We had a bunch of gigs booked for the summer, but unfortunately, they're all getting canceled right now. Are you, like, putting your pants on or something? <laughs> no. Why? Is it really windy or something? No, it sounded like a zipper going up and down. <laughs> oh, you know what? I do have a zipper on my jacket I was just playing with. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's I'm sitting in my, my kitchen, and it's, like, freezing cold in here. <laughs> It's all good, dude. It's all good. Yeah. Dude, it's still cold as hell up here in New Jersey. Is it's been it? like in the 40s and 50s. Fuck. Damn, dude. I don't, now, know, yeah, uh, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> the weather doesn't even know how to handle this shit. It's just, it's everything's confused. You know what I mean? Like, I know. Dude, I heard Florida's been terrible, like like 90 degrees. Oh, Has well, it been I mean, that hot? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah. I, honest, I don't miss that. I don't miss that. Dude, I don't know why I'm still here. That's like really the, <laughs> that's the, that's the big question. Any, anywhere you'd want to get out, like get out of Flagler or Palm Coast and go somewhere else? Um, of course. Well, I mean, yeah, idea, like, of course. I, uh, I want to go to, you know, I mean, obviously like the big cities. I mean, I've been to New York, you know, back in, uh, back in, uh, I feel like I can name drop, uh, back in the Leanna days. You, you remember okay. that name? Yeah, um, yeah. Back in those days, you know, when when she was up there, I would go visit her all the time, and and so I got a feel for the city, and you know, I liked it, but I I don't think I could ever live there, you know. And I'm yeah. sure, like, I don't know, do you share that same sentiment? I could never live in that city. Yeah, like I don't live in the city. I live about 25 minutes. I'm a 25 minute train ride. I'm about five stops away, and it's very nice to like just be able to get out of the city and not hear that noise, and then come back to like a house where you can like chill out in your backyard. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just like, you know, New York City is just so crowded. It's really fun to like go out for them. Like you could be sitting at home and be like, it's 11 o'clock. You want to go out to the city and just like run around and like you can catch a train back at five in the morning. It's crazy. That is pretty you cool. Couldn't, you couldn't do that in Palm Coast. Like you'd be at the, <laughs> you'd be at Walmart walking around trying to buy things you don't need. <laughs> oh, shit. That's so true. That's so true. Yeah. So true. Yeah. I don't know. It's, um, you know, there's a, um, so, okay, so I, because when we were messaging earlier, I was like, Boyd's episode just came out. And, uh, you know, he was, I think in that episode, I like, I don't listen back to them after we're done recording, but I think in that episode, he talks a little bit about, because now, you know, he lives in South Carolina. Okay. And, uh, you know, he's doing the BMW stuff there, and, and yeah. but he's traveling, you know what I mean? He, he travels across the world and, and, and that's awesome. But then anytime he comes back to Flagler, he always, you know, like he told me that it's, he appreciates it a little more than, than yeah. he initially thought, you know, Definitely. living here, um, you know, going from a little small town to a big town to traveling and, and then coming back and kind of doing that full circle thing, I guess makes you appreciate it more versus someone like me. Like I'm just, you know, I'm fucking done with it, man. But <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, situations and stuff, you, you, you just got to kind of deal with the hand you're dealt and, 
definitely making the most out of it so i mean you know luckily this the, you know this thing's keeping me afloat and uh and uh, keeping yeah, me man. sane this show is awesome like I, I first started checking you out like probably like seven to seven eight months ago and i thought this was incredible you do great at this Thank you, man. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I like, uh, I mean, I, I give credit where credit's due. I mean, I'm sure you listen to him as well. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is, oh, oh yeah. Joe Rogan's the, the, like the godfather of this stuff, even though he's like, he didn't create this, but I mean, he's sort of like, you know, what the, I guess you could say the poster child is for podcasting. That's him. Yeah. That's him. No, I got to see Joe Rogan one time in LA. And, uh, I think it was the, their comedy cellar. I don't know if it is called the comedy cellar. But it was definitely right downtown in LA. This was like two years ago. And um it was incredible. It was so cool. Yeah, dude. I got it was tickets. Crazy experience. I got I got tickets for August. He's he's uh, coming to Orlando, but I don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't fucking know. And I'm and, and you know, I'm a little nervous because you know, I want to see the guy and I mean they haven't said anything about it being canceled or delayed or well no, he's been canceling, but I mean this is in August. He's been canceling his like June and July shit. Okay. So I mean I don't know. I feel like I feel like August is a safe, you know, like a safe section of the of the calendar where it's like, all right, we're not going to cancel just yet. We're going to see, but I like I don't even know if I'm going to feel comfortable going to a yeah. to a big venue like that. I mean, that's at the Amway, and yeah, uh, it's a big place. Yeah, I mean, how does that like affect you? Okay, so let's say all this stuff. Uh, Dude, I I hate it. <laughs> But no, like we'll say next week everything is back to normal, quote unquote. Do you just instantly go out to, you know, your venues and hope that people show up? Because I mean, good luck, right? Like so many people no. are just freaking out. Definitely, they don't want Dude, to. Yeah, no, definitely. Where I where I live up here in New Jersey, you're still not allowed to be out after eight o'clock at night. You can't even go into the gas station without a mask on your face. It's like we've been locked down for two months here. It's been pretty crazy. So if that happened right away up here, I'd be like, I'm definitely not going out. Like the scariest place out over here is going to the grocery store. It's it's it's, it's a madhouse. So I'm like, it's still nuts. If you're caught out after eight o'clock at night, like they were threatening people, like you think you'd be arrested. Like they're taking like the basketball hoops off the parks and stuff. They don't want people there. It's not. Oh shit. Yeah, but now I'm hearing like Florida is opening back up. Restaurants are like 25% capacity. And as yeah. far as the gig aspect. We have some gigs lined up. I was supposed to be home uh, May 1st, 2nd, and 3rd playing gigs, and they all got canceled. And uh, I have a big event on July 4th weekend where we were playing at Finn's on the top deck all day. And uh -huh. um, I don't think that's going to happen. And if it does, it's like that situation. It's like, do we do it or do we not do that? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> like, I don't know. Is everyone... Is everyone wearing face masks and then you don't know if they're actually enjoying your shit because you can't see them? Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't like that at all, first of all. <laughs> and you know, the band would definitely not wear face masks. They would like do something else, like put like socks over their face or something <laughs> funny. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I I, I dude, I want to play so bad because I haven't played out in a minute. So it's like I wanna play, but at the same time it's like this is really serious and you know, some states are opening up and some states aren't. So it's like, what do you really do? I mean, I just go to work and come home and that's about it. And I stay inside. Damn. Damn. So and my and my, my roommate, Marty, um, yeah. you know, Marty. I do know Marty. Um, yeah. He he works in the city and he, he, he's been off for like two months working from home. 
And he's left the house one day, and that's to go to CVS and get an inhaler. And he's like, I'm not going back out. <laughs> he's like, there's no point. He has, like, some service coming, picking up his laundry and doing it for him and stuff. I'm like, this is crazy. Or we live, like, we don't have a washer and dryer. We don't have central air. We have, like, air units in the window and stuff. It's crazy. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different life up here. No, I bet it is. I bet it is. It's uh I got some family up in Jersey and uh I had a I had a my sister on the podcast. We didn't talk too much cuz you know, ah, dude, something about it. I've I feel like we're all just fucking sick and t- like anytime you turn on the news, I mean, you, you fucking listen to a podcast. Joe Rogan has so many people on just talking about fucking COVID-19 and I know. I'm just like over it, man. I'm just <laughs> My cousin's a truck driver and uh he listens to podcasts all night long. <laughs> He drove from Florida last night and just drove straight through like he shouldn't have done that, but he did. And he was like, dude, I listened to this one Joe Rogan podcast. It was a recent one. It was like four and a half hours long. They were talking about COVID-19. And then this morning when I pick him up from his truck, he's like, can you take me to Target? And he's like buying all these vitamins and stuff. And he's like, I heard on the podcast you should take this. So I'm just going to do it. Oh. <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm like, maybe you should get some sleep. <laughs> But I, I we know still, we, we still got some vitamins. <laughs> I know exactly the episode he's talking about. It's uh, I think Dr. Rhonda Patrick. <laughs> is, That's uh, exactly the one. Yep, Dr. Rhonda Patrick. It's the latest one. It's uh, just a, a, anyone listening, just so you have an idea of when we're recording this. It, that's the latest episode. It's uh, it it's an interesting one. I mean, she talks. She 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 does talk a lot about vitamin D, um, and uh, you know, trying to get as much vitamin D, and you know, I mean, it's good stuff. It's you know, it's, it's valuable stuff. But it, it's just like at some point, when is like when they're like when are you done talking about it? It's just you can oh, only definitely. you can only talk about it so much. If I had to write down everything I've heard about it, like my wrist would be broken off, and there'd be nothing else to write on. I have no clue. Yeah. It's I'm so annoyed by hearing about it, but you know, it is happening. It's a real thing, and. It's sad to hear that it is affecting people. So that part really sucks, but I don't know. I also don't feel like, like I am in my house, like locked up and stuff and being safe, but I also don't feel like you should be feared to go outside. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. It's, it's been beautiful out and like, you should definitely get outside, even if it's just your yard, just like get outside and enjoy like the sun and the fresh air. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you get your, uh, your, your Trump money? Uh, Trump did me well. <laughs> Trump's my hero this year. And it came right at my birthday. Like May 4th, I got my, my money right to my bank account. Get the fuck and... out. Your birthday's May 4th? Yeah, May the Dude. 4th be with you. Dude, happy birthday. <laughs> but no, seriously, man. Wow. What, yeah. a, what an awesome Dude, it was, birthday. It was, it was great, man. I got, I got $1,200 and I went and spent it on Amazon right away. <laughs> bought a bunch oh, of new uh, gear. I bought a street performing speaker so I can hit the city once we get back out there. And um, I bought some new cool uh, effect pedals for my, my guitar. Nice, nice. I, uh, I've, I've been doing that, you know, uh, not with the, with the stimulus money, but just with my own money. But I have like, I'm looking at them right now over in the corner because, you know, I, uh, some people are like, Eddie, just wipe the shit down or, or, or disinfect it yourself. But I just kind of, you know, I don't know. I'm just letting it sit in the corner. They've been sitting there for like two weeks now, these packages. They're just yeah. naturally disinfecting. And uh, <laughs> and uh, tomorrow I'm going to be, uh, 
I don't know. Like, this is the shit, man. This is the shit. I'm doing a live stream tomorrow, opening packages. That's how fucking bored COVID-19 has made me. Like, yeah. I'm fucking streaming me opening packages, but, you know, I'm kind of hyping it up like, oh, I could actually be affecting my health. So tune in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, man. Yeah, definitely. Dude, yeah. we're getting Amazon packages and honestly we're just like opening them right away it's <laughs> terrible <laughs> we're like <laughs> marty's ordering like capri suns he's like dude i just got like four packs of capri suns i'm like holy shit <laughs> all right, I, <laughs> why are you buying all this stuff <laughs> i would imagine the profession that you're in where you're in you know i you know you're in clubs you're in you're in cellars you're in you know you're on top of roofs and stuff I, like i would imagine you can't be extremely germaphobic like like that just is not in the cards <laughs> no yeah i'm not germaphobic like and i feel like i have a great immune system and i've always been surrounded by people so i mean whatever happens happens that's life oh, i'm live i'm in living it so i'm not afraid you know whatever happens but i'm definitely a clean person i'm showering like two three times a day just you know if i drip a sweat like i hate it i hate sweating Oh, but dude, I always remember, man. That's something I always remember about you. Weren't you like, like, don't you just like, per, like profusely sweat? Dude, it's terrible. Like when we played these gigs, like the 4th of July gig, I probably have about 10 t-shirts. Holy fuck. Like no lie. Every set, I'll go sw switch my shirt, put a brand new shirt on. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's something I definitely remember uh, back, in, uh, back in high school. I would look over because we would be, uh, so anyone listening, just imagine, um, uh, just like a bunch of stands, like how would you describe it? Like where we would stand, right? So you would have like the tenors in front, the bases behind them. Like what are those called? Those those steps? Like kind of like like kind of like risers. There you go. But like a step form, like that was <laughs> built into the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we would be standing there, and you were what? You were you were a tenor, right? I was a baritone. A baritone. Okay. I, I could sing a little bass, sing a little high, and you know all okay. that good stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> I started out because uh, I remember in ninth grade, I started out as a tenor and then by 12th grade, I was a fucking bass and oh, yeah. uh, I would be standing up there and I could always just out of the corner of my eye, I, like I could always see you and dude, your forehead, man, just <laughs> <laughs> shined. It was like, yeah. it, it was like, uh, it was like the shining. <laughs> it's, it's shining right now. <laughs> That's brilliant. Like, dude, it's still cold up here. Like, I come home yesterday, and Marty's just like, dude, you look like you've been at the beach all night. And I'm just like, dude, I have no clue. I've been, like, inside. I've not been at the beach. But, I don't know, man. I just get really red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get into it, dude. I mean... Yeah, that, oh, yeah. That, that's for sure. Dude, something I love about, um, I was the, I just recorded a segment. It's called The Voice Memos. I haven't released it yet, but uh, it's just sort of like I'll be out, you know, I'll be thinking and whatnot. I'll pull up my voice memo on my phone and I'll, and I'll record. That way it's not like a lost thought. And something came across my mind the other day. So I recorded it and it was talking about, um, uh, Facebook and, and, and just social media in general, how all of that data is stored and yet you can always access it. It's like, it blows my mind that, that that stuff doesn't vanish. It's and 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 to think about all the people that are on these things, and to think of the unlimited amounts of of data that they're storing. So, anyways, I was yeah. I was going back through just everything, you know. Like I had some free time, so I was like, all right, let's just scroll and and just and just keep on scrolling. And uh, something that came up was, uh, do you remember that thing that? I think it was you, me, Jasmine, Harry, Boyd. Uh, uh, 
uh, what the fuck is his name? God damn it. Carrie, Carrie. Uh, <laughs> we were all uh, Gary. Yeah, we were all we were all in uh, the break room of the choir room. So like that, that like room that you we, like we would go into. I, on the, I already know you're talking. You already know what I'm talking about. <laughs> this shit was great. <laughs> and it's just Dude, I, I think you may be viral. <laughs> I think you made me go viral there. Dude, I don't know. Just I love doing that, man. Like I I am someone so to answer my own question that I asked you, I am someone that looks back so fondly on 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 high school, dude. I Oh, definitely. I I I do miss it, you know what I mean? And and now my niece, my niece who is this year she'll be going into ninth grade. Back then she was, you know, this little like pipsqueak. Now she's going into FPC and uh I think I'm going to be going like, cause I just want to fucking see what that school looks like now. You know, I want to see, wait, like you're going to be going back to high school. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Billy Madison. No, no, no. This ain't okay, Billy okay. Madison. It's like Eddie's going back with his, his knees. <laughs> We're going to crush 10th grade together. <laughs> back to school, back to school. <laughs> yeah. Like that would be great. I'd watch it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But no, like just to, you know, just to kind of, cause like to do that orientation or whatever. And, um, yeah, just to see what it's like. I want to see if anything's different or, cause that's what that's going on 10 years. We just got to, like, did you get that yeah. invite to do the, uh, the, like the reunion or whatever? I don't know. No. Maybe <laughs> I'm like so scared to look. <laughs> I'm just like, I know the people that are trying to plan it. When I think <laughs> I look at it, I'm like, Oh Lord, what's going on here? But yeah. I don't know. I kind of think it would be fun. It, yeah, it would be. But I mean, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I could just stay in Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll Skype in. I'll Skype in. <laughs> yeah. Like, aren't, aren't they do like they should just do like that big Zoom, like where they like 20,000 people are in this together. Like, but yeah, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do a high school and because they're not even because I did look at the notification when I got the invite and I read all the details and it's not even happening at the actual school. It's happening at some like bumfuck park. And what? it's like, <laughs> I don't want to go to a park where. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Get the hell out yeah. of here. Yeah. Fuck that. You know, doing that. plus. If you actually stop and think about it, high school reunions are sort of, I don't know, they're like, they're a thing of like the fifties to the nineties kind of deal. Like we have, we have so like, like this, you know what I mean? Like essentially this is a high school reunion right now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> this is definitely better than the park. <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't know, we have so many ways to stay in touch with people that they didn't have back in 95. So that made sense to to go to a high school reunion because you you actually never did know what the person was doing with their life. Now yeah. now you do. Now you have the ability yeah. to follow, unfollow, hide them, like. <laughs> block them. Yeah, block them. <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. You're so right about that. It's pretty incredible. Like dude, we haven't like you said, we haven't talked in like seven, eight years. Like and we're just like catching up right now. It's pretty awesome. No, I love it, man. I love it. And I this is something that I was thinking about. I was thinking, all right, how do we, like, how do I ease into this? Just because, and I don't know if you know where I'm going with this, but I, um, you know, I don't, your mom, your mom, dude. Uh, I didn't, you know, I had no clue that anything was wrong. You know what I mean? That 
that yeah. that that anything was going on in her in her personal life. I just always would see her again social media. I would see her on the Flagler Auditorium Facebook page promoting something or you know on on Flagler Flagler Live or something and I was just thinking oh cool she's doing good. And then I don't remember how I no I do remember how I found out. I passed the Flagler Auditorium building and on the side where that marquee is it had, you know, uh in yeah. lo- in in loving memory and I was like what? No way. And no one yeah. told me. Like nobody, I like I had no clue that anything was going on. So First and foremost, I I'm like I'm so heartbroken for you. I mean, I know I I reached out to you and I think Jackie and and I sent a little message, but I mean, now that I have you here, dude, I want to just, you know, she was such a I don't know, she was a big part of my high school career. I think when I wrote about her, I I I I mentioned that. I was like, you know, the Flagler Auditorium was the reason I made it through high school and she ran that place, you know. Definitely. So definitely, man. What's it been like? You know, like how long has it been? First and foremost, it's been about a year and a half. Okay, and... definitely been about a year and a half, and it's crazy that it's even been that long. Life's moving so fast. What What was it like? What I mean, so I mean, that's an obvious question. It was it, like it was really heartbreaking, but like, was it an easy thing to recover from, or did you find yourself kind of in a section of your life that you never thought you'd find yourself in? Um, I think you know. Everybody probably thinks at one point in their life, you know, like when is like when will my parents pass or something like that. Like, and unfortunately, we don't know what's going to happen in life. Like, like something could happen tomorrow. We don't know. And with my mom, this whole thing happened so fast. It was just uh, my mom ended up having bile duct cancer. There's a bigger name for it. I really don't know, but it's bile duct cancer, and pretty much was like a mass for, like growing in an artery and we didn't know anything about this. We were just, uh, my mom was in the process of, we were moving into a new house. And once we moved into the new house, all of a sudden my mom just like, was like, I'm just not feeling good. Like she was just winded from just the whole move and everything. And she was just like, you know, I need to go to the doctor, check myself out. And then they told her right away, like, I, I think she went to like her primary like doctor. And then they told her right away, like, you need to go to the like, Mayo Clinic. And she went there and she started like, a big process of things started happening and I wasn't even I, I I've already moved out of Florida and I'm moving to New Jersey so I'm hearing these things from my mom my sister and like it was definitely hard not being there and not what's going on and but they're just like you know we're gonna get through this we're gonna figure it out and we just kept doing that and I just kept listening to my mom and stuff and then it got to a point where it was like you know my mom had to start doing treatments and one day my sister just called me and was just like, Jeff, I need you to come home. I need your help. And I was always wanting to come home. I just didn't know when the right time was because obviously I do like live up here. I still got to keep paying my bills. I still got to keep working. And that's what my mom kept telling me, like, keep doing that thing. But then once my sister called me and was like, Jeff, I need you to come home. I was just like, all right, I got to go, you know? So went home and some people get that call like, you know, like one day you could be out with your friends having the best night of your life. And then the next day you wake up and you find out you, you, your mom or dad got into a car accident and you never got to say nothing to them again. You know what I mean? And that's very unfortunate. And that's pretty, that's pretty crazy. But through this process, it was just like, we didn't know what was really happening. And it was just really good being able to go home and just be there with my mom and do whatever we had to do, whether it was stay at home with her or whether it was sit in the hospital with her. And she was in the hospital for like a month towards the end of it 
And then once we found out the news as far as like how bad it really was and what the process was, and they told us, you know, you want to, you want to live the rest of your life in here or do you want to go home and like, you know, curl up on the couch with your dog and hang out with your family. So of course that's what my mom wanted to do. And it just, dude, it happened so fast that we were not expecting this. Like we just bought a brand new house. Our whole family moved into the house. Like I moved away. Um, but that was like our home that was going to be like that's where the grandkids come that's where everybody can come home and call home you know what I mean that was that was like going to be my home in Florida like and come back and forth to it. I had my own room and stuff there but unfortunately this all happened and it happened so fast but I'm so grateful and so thankful that I got to go home and just spend time with my mom and be there do whatever she needed I you know my sister had to get back to work and some days um you know I just had to stay in the hospital for a couple of weeks and Dude, I brought my guitar in there. I was singing to my mom. I was playing to the nurses. I was just there, just hanging out, just being me, trying to be funny, just trying to make it a good time. And I look back at it and like to the la- to the very end of it, my mom did come home and it was about maybe a week she was at the house. And this all happened during Christmas time, like about, so I guess probably almost two years ago, but this all happened through Christmas time. So we didn't do Christmas. We didn't do nothing like that. We just with my mom at the hospital and then finally when my mom got to come home we did like the big christmas my mom always loved christmas she always loved all the christmas events we'd always do in chorus and she just loved putting lights up around the house and doing that stuff so once my mom got home from the hospital we did a big christmas big party and it was just really nice and then it was just like dude it happened so fast between the medicine and hospice coming in and doing their thing it was just it was pretty intense and I wouldn't say I'm even anywhere near getting over it. I don't think you can ever really get over that, but I'm so grateful and thankful that I was there, that I got to be like a part of just being there and holding my mom's hand. Because like I said, some people don't get that chance. So I definitely have no regrets and I'm not like, you know, I'm going to, I'm my mom is such a part of me and who I am that there's like, I feel like my mom, like my mom was a star. She like ran that auditorium. She, like you said, she impacted you. You're just one kid that went to that high school. Think about how many people went there, how many people, big theater events, people like just Broadway, people coming through, like just, she she did a lot. She did a lot for the community, did a lot for people, did a lot for kids and other kids, just not her own. And life's pretty crazy, but you just got to live every, like I'm definitely a person that's just like, I love traveling. I feel like I'd rather travel and do more things than just buy a bunch of stuff and be like, I got cool stuff. Like you, life is so short and you don't know what's going to happen. So like you only have one life, like live it the best you can, like make memory, something you can just, you just want to be happy. And that's like pretty much how I'm living my life. Yeah. So, life's crazy, man. Life is definitely crazy. But I think me and my siblings were, we're holding up pretty good and, Dude, we're grateful, man. My mom was like a single mom of four kids. She went back to college when she was young. She uh, she just took care of us and she raised us all right. And I don't know. It's crazy. Like, I'm definitely, like, I feel like I can get through anything. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I'm not, a fe- I'm not feared of doing anything, but I feel like that's just like who my, like my mom put that in me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the other day I was talking to my sister and my sister's like, Jeff, you know, you don't have to do everything or say yes to everything when people ask you to do a favor or this and that. And I'm just like, I can't tell people no. Like, that's like how my mom was. I can't do that. Like, my sister's like, I know. <laughs> but that's just who I am. 
Yeah. And that's definitely a big impact of her. So. And I mean, you know, they they passed the baton to I think uh you know a pretty a pretty reasonable and uh, uh worthy you know successor with with Boyd's mom you know uh, oh yeah you know Dude, we are we and that's that's so awesome you know that's uh you know uh, dude it's just I, don't I know, see man. I see I see Miss Palmer all the time and oh well, not all the time but like when I go go home like I saw her Christmas time or something like that. And, it's just so good to hug her and know that like, we're all still connected somehow. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh, for that's sure. Just, that's just so cool. It's uh. And you know, I was there during when Boyd's dad went through his cancer, and you know, it's just life was so crazy how it happens like that, and like how I said, like we're all just still connected, and it's like ten years later from like just being in high school and just all starting to know each other. You know what I mean? I think the uh, with Boyd's dad and 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 let me know because uh, I know that you said hospice was involved with your mom. Was it was it peaceful? Because I know with Boyd's dad, I don't necessarily know that the word peaceful applies to him. It was yeah. more it, it the way it sounded. You know, I never, you know, I don't think I ever felt entirely comfortable to be like, "Hey, Boyd, can I go with you to see your dad?" You know, the last time I saw Boyd's dad was. Um, I feel like a few months before everything, you know, fully happened, but even then he was, he lost so much weight. He was, he was looking totally different than the, than the Boyd's dad, Henry, that, that, that I knew prior. So was it similar for your mom? Was it at least peaceful or was it sort of, uh, like a struggle? Well, I can definitely say I actually got to see Henry Homer at the hospital center because me and my mom were a big part of. I was a big part of helping him get back and forth. You know, Miss Homer had to still work. Boyd was still going to school. And I was a big part of just helping the family. Like, I love them. They're, like, I feel like they're my family. I'm so glad Miss Homer is, like, where she is. Like, I'm so glad Boyd is doing good. Like, I don't get to talk to Boyd that much. He reaches, I, I know him, my sister, talking and stuff. But it's, like, the same situation. I feel like I can talk to him or we're just going to start laughing. We're going to have a blast. Yeah. But as far as, uh, you know, Boyd's dad's thing compared to my mom's, it was like, you know, in both situations, everybody was there. Everybody, you know, who really mattered and meant something. And that's really what mattered the most. But as far as just being home, it was it was nice just being able to get home, like I said, and go through that Christmas experience and stuff like that and get to just all be in there and laugh and feel the love. And um, it was pretty amazing. But you know, once hospice starts coming in and they start giving you that uh, the medicine and stuff, it kind of starts going down pretty quick. And like, you know, that's like pretty much when my mom found out, like she wanted all the family to come to the hospital. Like, I think like three or four days before she was getting released and she told us all what was going on. And I was at the hospital the whole time with her, so I already knew what was going on. But she told everybody what was going on. Um pretty much the plan as far as going home and just wanting to, you know, grow up on the couch with our dog, Cleo, and hang around and just be home, you know? He wants to sit in the hospital and just go out like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. You want to get back and see your things, see, see your loved ones, you know, just, like, be able to eat, like, a normal meal again one more time or something, but once the medicine started happening, it started getting pretty crazy and started going downhill pretty fast, but you know, at the very end of it, like I said in the hospital, I was playing guitar and singing songs for my mom, and I did the same thing. Like at the last minute of her, like her breath, and it was pretty, pretty crazy. My whole family was there, and we we're all just hanging around there. And hospice is—it's pretty nuts as far as the experience. As far as like, you know, you may be at a hospital and someone passes away, and they deal with the whole situation. 
and like you get to walk out and do your thing. But when you're at your home and your loved one passes away, it's like they tell you like, like give yourself a little bit, like men call us and then we'll come and they come in the house and they make everybody get out of the room and they put them on a stretcher and they put the bag on and then they like wheel them out of the house and put them in a van and there's no police. There's no like fire trucks. There's nothing like that. It's just very like, you know, the funeral parlor comes and does that thing and all the families there. And it's like, Holy crap. Like what the hell is happening? You know what I mean? Like that part was pretty crazy, but like I said, I don't regret anything. And I don't know. Life's, I'm like looking forward towards life. I'm not like down because I lost my mom, but she was such a big impact on our life that it's just like, if I thought negatively about things, like, you know, that would not be good. So I'm just like, I'm, I want to stay positive. I want to travel. Like I only live, like we're only living life until something happens and that could be tomorrow. So why not just like love, laugh and just, just experience life. Like, I don't know. That's why I love the music. Music brings so many people together. It could be different genres. Yeah. Like just it brings so many different types of people together. You could be in a room and looking at all these people and you hear one song and you're like, oh, this person sings like they like that too. Like, I don't know. It's like so many people are so judgmental, but it's like music brings so many different people together that it's it's incredible. That's what I love about the music and it just brings everything back to me. Like, I don't know. No, no, everything you said's true, man. And uh was she uh was she a religious person? Like did she think, you know, something was gonna happen afterwards or was she not necessarily that religious? Oh no, my mom is definitely religious. Like, you know, she's definitely up there. Like I like I don't it's so hard to be like I believe in God or believe in so and so. Like I don't I don't know what I believe in. I was never like hammered that in. But like we went to church and we did that stuff and like I believe there's something out there. I believe there's a higher power. Do I know what it is? I don't. I, I haven't experienced it. But do I like feel things and like experience like things? Like, dude, life is fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, if there is a heaven up there, my mom's definitely there. So I know that. But do I know that heaven's there? I have no clue. But yeah. I can feel her with me, and that's what, really all that matters. And she's definitely a part of me. Yeah. She's a part of who I am. Like. Yeah, no one, no one, no one has any clue, man. I had a, I had a pastor on that I haven't released yet. He has a podcast and we, we we were talking and, you know, he's, he's so religious and I was, you know, I'm sort of like you. It sounds like I'm sort of, I identify as agnostic. It's like you fall in the middle, you know, you don't necessarily disbelieve. You don't necessarily believe. I kind of believe what I see, hear, feel, touch, you know, all that stuff. Um, And so I was asking him, I was like, you know, how do you... How do you get to that level where you have that much faith that you just, you actually convince yourself that, yeah, there is something afterwards. Like that's something I'm always in awe of. Like I'm in awe of a lot of things. Like I was saying like earlier, like the stuff you do, I'm in awe of that, that you can do that. I'm in awe of someone that can actually have that much faith that after this life, something else happens. I mean, I'm sure something does happen. I'd like to think something happens, but you know, like how, like how cool would that be though if there was something else that happened? Well, that's what like, we... we're just like. This is life, like, and I'm like, holy crap! Like, I mean, I don't mean to say it like that, but like, man, like if something else happened right after this, like, and we live like a whole other life or something like that, would be incredible. Yeah, that's that's something that I feel like I've taken the most comfort in thinking. Okay, if 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 I had to choose something 
because he believes he so so he's Christian so he believes you know you go to heaven and and now you're just kind of and I and I asked them you know like I wasn't trying to be a dick about it I was just like like what do you do like what do you do up there like are you just floating around and like what like is it like this is it like this but there but there's no war there's no viruses there's no corruption there's no greed and he was like you know I I I, I obviously don't know but from my understanding it's just you don't need any of that stuff. It's just the being in the presence of God is enough. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, I don't know. That's <laughs> again, not to be a dick. That sounds a little boring. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like if anything, I would prefer it to be like the end of this is the end. Did you see that movie with Seth Rogen? <laughs> yeah, I did. Where that they, <laughs> you know, like where they go up and the fucking backstreet boys are there and you're fucking dancing. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. that's a heaven that I would go to. I don't necessarily just want to float around and and I just look over my shoulder and there's God and that's good enough for me. You know, I I want to get a yeah, latte. Like, you know, I want to. Oh yeah, I want to be driving the DeLorean. <laughs> yes, I, yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? What the fuck? I don't want to just be floating around and I and and just from looking at God, I'm I'm satisfied. What? Get out of here! <laughs> like, yeah, no, I feel it. That ain't good enough. So, anyways, I was saying that <laughs> if I if I take comfort in anything i hope that it's reincarnation and not even necessarily i don't want to live my next life again as eddie green i don't want to live this life again and again i want to live a different life that would be cool if you can you know what i mean if 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 whatever you take from this life all the lessons maybe you can apply that to your next life you know i don't know maybe this is life 5552 that i've been living and I take comfort in that. That that's something that you know I can. I, I guess that's my faith. That's something that I believe in. That maybe we can reincarnate. And the only the only kind of I guess proof I have is how the hell do you explain deja vu? Where I literally feel like I've been here before. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> right? That's intense. Yeah. Definitely. I hate that feeling. Like uh, one of the things you were saying was like, um, well, like I'm sorry, my. When my mom was like passing towards the end, it was just like she wasn't like afraid of anything. She was just like she was so grateful with all of the things that she accomplished. And my mom wanted to do so much more like things, but she was just so grateful with the things that she accomplished. She was just like, you know, like if this is the time to go, it's my time. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I've done great. And like just her attitude about it was just like it wasn't like she was ever sitting there in front of us, like crying, like scared for her life. You know what I mean? She was just like, I'm so proud of you kids. And if this is my time, like, I know you guys are just going to keep, keep, go- keep going. You know what I mean? Mm. So it was pretty crazy. Life. It, dude, <laughs> it's, it's so crazy, man. And I love that. It sounds like I can, like, I don't know. I don't necessarily want to move on from this topic because it's, it's, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's, I'm like I'm thinking okay I'm on my I'm on my final breaths right and I like I I I can't imagine that I can't imagine what that feels like to know you know it's it's one thing it's one thing to just like you said maybe be in a car accident and you had no clue this was coming and then it's done you know and and in some respects I almost feel like from a selfish point of view, that's maybe the way I would want to go. I don't want to know that it's approaching. I want to know that it's, you know, could be any time. Go ahead. Yeah, it's definitely not easy just being like, 
my mom's it's not like i was just sitting there that. like i definitely have my moments you know what i mean like i don't know it's just crazy like you get in the car right and the first thing is you hear like a song on the radio it's just like a cheesy song but then you realize the words in it and it's just like it's like dude i gotta switch the station <laughs> that i like hear another song it's just like <laughs> fuck this bro <laughs> yeah it's like this shit's terrible <laughs> but it's like when you when you know something's about to happen and you start seeing all these things like it was crazy. Like one thing my mom always said to me was like, she would always tell us like, love you more when we'd have, like I'd say, love you mom. She'd be like, love you more. And like, right when my mom passed away, it was like, I went like, I was already home, but like after my mom passed and like, I went out in the living room, it was like, I saw like this, like little plaque thing my mom has on the wall, like a decoration art piece. And it just said, love you more. And I was just like, man, she's still here. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, that's so cool. That's intense, dude. And no, it's, it, it's, I don't know, man. It's something, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky enough that I still have my parents around, but I know, you know, if it's something I'm very aware of that if everything goes according to the way it should go, they're going to leave at some point and then I'm going to be stuck here behind, you know, and I'm not going to have them. And yeah. I, I like, I don't know. It's so, it's so hard to, it's so hard to imagine. Like I, like I, I can't imagine it. And also sometimes I actually think, you know, what if, what if like I'm the exception, right? What if maybe I'll never die? Seriously, this is shit that has crossed my mind and I don't need drugs or anything to <coughs> fucking think about this shit. You know, I just, I'm such a deep thinker. Like the moment I wake up, I'm like, I'm thinking the craziest shit. And <laughs> I actually like it, you know, like, I don't know, it, it makes it, you know, pretty interesting. It turns some people off because they're like, Eddie, just fucking talk normal, man. And <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, like, what if, like, maybe would you want to live forever? Man, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if they like took my credit card, like, maybe if they like every 50 years wipe out your debt and like, start like give you like an even better car like gets golder every 50 years or something that's funny but like <laughs> yeah like that'd be cool I, I mean i don't like i love my life like like i said like i love traveling yeah. dude i came back from colorado i was there for two weeks and then like as i'm there i'm like they're talking about coronavirus and we're like oh man we're gonna get back on a plane and like go back to like where they're saying it's the worst in new jersey and new york city and then we get back here and we've just been trapped in our house. Like I'm so ready to get out and travel again. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that I'm sure you get addicted to. And, and now it's sort of like you're going through your withdrawals and, but it's only going to make you appreciate it more. Right. It's going to make you be like, all right, oh, yeah. holy fuck. Like I didn't know that this could end. I did like, I had no clue that me being able to freely travel was going to be something that was all of a sudden taken right out from under me. You know, I it's know. like movie theaters. Like, I like who the fuck thought that shit was going to close down? Fucking Walt Disney World? No yeah, one no, ever no. thought about that shit. It's crazy. So much money. It's just like getting lost. <laughs> and like, but dude, I'll be honest. Like, I've been getting money lately. That just feels like crispy. I'm like, dude, they're like printing new money or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, I've been getting these bills and like the 20s are stuck together. And I'm like, dude, they, someone just printed these. <laughs> Like, I think they're making more money and they're not telling people because they're just giving that shit out. Okay. All right. So, all right. You just, you inspired this. I, how does, how, like, okay. So first of all, I have no understanding of how they're able to just, okay, everybody gets a, or most everybody, most everybody gets a stimulus check. Here you go. Just have some money. And yeah. 
Okay, so two thoughts that went through my head that like when that was announced. One, don't we have like a like a three trillion billion million dollar debt already, and now you're just gonna freely hand out money? And yeah. and two, if that's the case, why don't you just keep keep it coming, man? Keep it coming. Just keep printing that shit. Just and, but yeah. then it's like. I guess it's because if you just keep making more, it's not valuable. It's, you know, it's sort of like limited edition kind of shit. It's, it makes no sense to me. I have no clue how any of that shit works. Do you? Yeah, I don't, man. <laughs> Trump's probably like in his Florida home, like with a couple buddies and some printers and like, they're just probably making stacks. <laughs> no, I have no clue what's happening. <laughs> I just think it's pretty crazy that like, but you know, I definitely like, I feel like the biggest problem right now is because people, I don't, I don't know what's going on in Florida. I know Florida is having a problem with people getting unemployment and stuff like that. But up here, it's like things are slowly starting to open up, but they're not opening full capacity. Like you're not getting your 40 hours a week. So people would rather just stay home and keep collecting their money because they're making more money than going back to work. But it's like, how how are you going to get out of that phase? Like, how are you going to, what are you just going to cut everybody off eventually on employment and just say, now you got to go back to work? Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Mm, yeah, it's, it is weird. It's very weird. I uh, can't think of any other time that they've ever, you know, been through something like this where they're it's just, the government's sending you money. That's something, I mean, a, a lot of unprecedented shit's been happening, but I think that might be the, the, the cherry on the, on the cake where the, the government's just like, here you go, have some money, put that back into the economy. And now they're thinking what round two, that's something they're talking about yeah. doing another one. I know. Oh man. But again, it that's just, crazy. it makes no sense they're gonna, to me. They're going to like turn around in like two years and be like, everybody who pulled those checks out, you guys owe us now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that was, that's what I was thinking. And then some dude on the news, I forget his name, but he was like, and you're not going to have to pay this back. And I'm thinking, <laughs> and I'm thinking, I should make a song out of that. <laughs> yeah, no payback. Just, just keep like chopping the clip. So it just repeats the same thing. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, dude, that, oh man. Remember that, uh, that, that, that T-Pain app. Do you remember that thing? Oh, yeah. Dude, I love that thing. That's what I meant by, like, you know, we may have not been, like, best of friends and, like, hanging out at school or chatting even, like, all the time in school. But when we were, we were always laughing, man. That's, like, the stuff you guys would find between you and Boyd and, like, just sharing it with me or me bringing funny things or just, I don't know, man. I love that stuff. Yeah, we would go I in. remember having. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I remember having Spanish class with Boyd. And man, we used to like compound cuss in the class, and we'd be sitting across the like the room from each other. Boy, would be like, Fuck. and I'd be like, <laughs> like <laughs> stupid stuff. Or like, dude, our teacher hated us, but she loved us. And I remember me and Boy dressed up as um, Woody and Buzz Lightyear for like our teacher's third. Like her daughter was turning three or something, and we went to their house and like we went to a party. It was crazy. Boyd was like um, Buzz Lightyear, and I was Woody. <laughs> It was hilarious. But, dude, we did so many funny things and just, like, all the jokes. And the T-Pain app was hilarious. <laughs> Is that Honestly, thing? because if you just – yeah, I'm like, dude, you just reminded me. I'm going to buy that app. <laughs> <laughs> Is that thing still around? Like, is this... <laughs> 
I'm going to make like a whole like album tonight. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, you were, I mean, that was something I was always impressed about because I uh, like still to this day, uh, which is why you should listen to that episode with Boyd because at the end I have like, like sort of like our conversation, it just flows from one thing to the next. And I forgot how we got on that, but we got on to this like rap lyric generator. So then we put in some fucking lyrics and shit or like adjectives and verbs and it created rap lyrics for us. And then we found a beat to do it to. And I have zero fucking rhythm, man. I like I like I cannot even when it's in front of me, the words are in front of me. And something like with the T Pain app, we would go into that that room of the of the chorus room during a like lunch break. You would hold it to your mouth and you would just freestyle for <laughs> two, three minutes. And I and and I had no clue how you were able to just do that. And Dude, I have no clue either. <laughs> Can you still do it? Can you still do oh, it? Oh yeah, bro. Do you know about Jeffy J? I think I've heard that. I think I've heard that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Jeffy J is like a little hip hop project I have. I went to Daytona <laughs> State and was uh, in a music program, and I met this one of my good friends, Paul, and um, he was into hip hop music, and I'm always been into like classic rock and like the Red Hot Chili Peppers and like you know more modern stuff and. But we started, like, he started making beats and comes to me, and, like, all the Jeffy J Project stuff is literally just freestyles, goofy stuff, and then we would, like, chop it up. But, like, I never wrote any of that stuff down. And it's just ridiculous, some of the stuff I say. But, you know, some people love that stuff. <laughs> no, it's, a, it, it's again, like, it's awe-inspiring. I'm just in awe when I sit back and... I just remember always thinking, how is he doing this? And then I think, we, and then I think you would be like, "Hey Eddie, come on, like, 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 come over here. Let's do like something." And I'm like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, fuck that shit." <laughs> yeah, you like, "Fuck that." You just be like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna record this." Shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, that one video of like us, like you said, like all chilling on the side room. I think we like you made like you put the video together with the T-Pain music that I made recorded in your phone or something. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was incredible. <laughs> yep, we did that, and and yeah, we just uh, yeah, like you said, man, it, it was always just you know the best times and <coughs> excuse me doing uh you did Epcot right? You would go to Epcot as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, there's, there's pictures of you, like us standing right next to each. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, fucking brain fart. Dude, that used to be fun, man. That was like I do miss like doing like those kind of events. You know what I mean? Just like being a part of something like that. That's why like I love the band like because you're like a part of something like we're all like getting out doing this together like people are coming up to us and complimenting us it's just not like about one person it's like it's so cool just to be a part of like something like i miss that i miss that like i really do miss that that's the biggest thing i miss in high school and yet it's a it's a damn cliche but it's so true when it's happening you don't appreciate it and it's only in hindsight is like God, man, that was the fucking and and everybody says it. My mom said it to me back in high school, and I didn't, you know, I didn't listen to it. Now, 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 I feel like I'm saying it to my niece who's getting ready to go, and I'm, I'm like, you need to understand. Listen to me. You will look back on these next four years, assuming you don't get picked on, bullied, all that shit. You're gonna look back on it so insanely fondly, and. I, you know, I don't know if she's listening to me, but again, it's just, that's the way it works. It's that it's, it's the circle of life kind of shit. It's you become, you know, you become your parents, you become your grandparents that are talking to you so wisely and shit. And you're like, yeah, get, get out of here. I'm just going to go to the, I'm, I'm going to the prom and yeah, it's like one, one in your, 
one oh my god in one ear and out the other <laughs> oh yeah it is and i <laughs> and hate then, that like, exactly you start and then exactly like those things start happening to you and you're like man i should have listened yeah and i <laughs> it's it's one of the cruel jokes of life i mean there's a lot of cruel jokes in life but that's one of the biggest ones where it is in one ear and out the other and you don't take it literally you you know you kind of just take it for granted and then and then of course you know the shit vanishes and it's like damn why why are we wired that way you know like why do we why do we do that that's something that i that's something i'm working on every day you know i'm trying my hardest to to uh you know be someone that you know with my parents you know i'm not necessarily insanely super duper close i you know i know so many people that like those those people the mom and dad those are my best friends and i'm you know thinking i i don't understand that you know i wish that was me i wish those were my best friends you know and but i'm i'm aware of it and i'm trying my hardest to make you know every single day count that's why you know uh, they're going to be uh we're we're, we're getting ready to record cuz you know my 100th episode will be coming up here pretty soon so i mean they're going to be the 100th episode like that's something that I oh, want, you're gonna have your parents on. Yeah, that's something that I want to, you know, happen because I mean, if nothing that's else, awesome. I'm aware of the fact that, like I said earlier, they're not gonna be here forever. And that's gonna be like that's gonna be a rare way to go back into something because we don't have a lot of, you know, recordings right. or or anything like that together. Dude, I do the same thing with my grandparents. My my grandmother, well my grandmother, uh, she plays guitar and she'll book gigs and we'll go play in retirement homes and stuff like that, but We've recorded a couple songs together, and I've always said, like to myself, like this is just something I always have to go back on, you know. Yeah, and that's awesome that so cool. that's awesome that you realize that. That's awesome that you was that sort of was that your idea or was that her idea? Um, it was kind of it was kind of both of our idea. Like my my dad used to do it. My uncle Jimmy used to go play on my grandma. Like my grandma grew up in the city, and honestly, some of the reason I'm up here is because like. I used to love going to my grandparents' house, and when I wake up in the morning, they would start telling me these stories. Like they'd have, they used to own a bar in Brooklyn, and they'd tell me all these crazy stories and ridiculous things. And I'd be like, "Dude, I love that. I want to experience that." <laughs> and like my grandma would play up here and play all over the place, and my uncle Jimmy would back her up, and my dad would back her up on guitar. And then she started getting older, and like she lives in like in a fifty-five and older community up in Orange City, and uh, she just books like all around her area like retirement homes and she goes and plays like the music from like the 40s and the 50s and the 60s and people love it and i just back her up and i, I drive us <laughs> that's so that's cool awesome. dude that's so cool and how yeah. old is she oh man she's she's probably 79 about to be 80 okay and that's yeah. your she's my da- that's your dad my dad's mom okay all right you're and it's uh... really cool because like we'll be on stage together and it's like three generations it's like my grandma my dad and my mom and then me that is pretty cool what about your mom's yeah. parents like are they still around or no um my mom's mom is and my mom's father i, I never got to meet him he had passed away when my sister was born and my sister is like three years older than me so gotcha yeah my mom's mom's still around and uh you know it's really sad and unfortunate, but you know, my mom's mom, she lived with us for like 15 years until the, like, until like five days before my mom came home. And, you know, it, was, it just wasn't, it's so hard, like to be like, my mom did her best between us four kids running the, the auditorium, 
and I mean, just not working like day shifts, but going back and doing the whole performance and the whole loadout and then like coming home at one in the morning, going back. Yep. And she also have a mom that's at the house. Like my grandma was like 97 years old and she's still alive. And my mom was taking care of her as well. And as we were kids, you know, we, we grew up like, you know, my mom would be like, I got a show tonight. You got to make dinner and do this stuff. And it's really sad and unfortunate, but you know, my, 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 my family kind of, we, we all decided, you know, it's not our responsible responsibility as kids. And my mom didn't want it to be our responsibility as kids to take care of my grandma. She's like, you know, you kids need to move on and live your life and, you know, all that. So we had to put my grandma into a, a nursing home. And uh, my mom was just like, you know, as far as you kids, like, I want, the only thing I ask you guys to do is go there and see her on her birthday and go see her on Christmas. Bring her some cake and stuff like that. So we all did that this year for Christmas, and that was really nice to go see her. Does, but she's still doing well, man. My mom would always say, like, she's gonna outbeat me. <laughs> oh, your yeah. oh, your grandma's gonna outlive you. Like outlive my mom. Oh. My mom would always say that. Oh, okay. And like my grandma's like ninety-seven years old. You know what I mean? And she's like still going. All she needs is her TV and like some snacks. <laughs> she's like she's like i'm netflix and chilling <laughs> all she needs is a, a new episode of the price is right and she's good to go yeah, right. <laughs> no she, she used to listen to like like church on sundays like with the tv at like 100 because like she can't hear <laughs> and then like the tvs are like the tv speakers are like crackling so it's like terrible audio and then eventually yeah. like yeah it was terrible <laughs> eventually my mom went to target and like bought her those headphones that you plug into the tv and then you put on and then she's like screaming at my mom in the bedroom because like she has the headphones <laughs> on and she's trying to talk to her and it's just like dude you you can't win I'm like, I'm like, this is gonna sound terrible. I'm like, mom, get a shed. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But yeah. Oh man. <laughs> but that's my mom's side. Yeah, my dad's side. I was like, my mom, my mom, she, my mom's mom was with us for a long time. Just as kids growing up, so we're always taking care of her. And it's definitely hard to. The biggest problem was like, my grandma. My mom was taking care of my grandma for so long that my grandma was calling my mom her mom. So it's like, you know, us kids are losing our mom when we're dealing with that. And our grandma's walking around the house being like, where's my mother? And I'm just like, damn. Yeah. So, okay. So she had, like, was she like Alzheimer's kind of situation or? She was kind of getting there, but it's not even, it wasn't even like that. It was just like, yeah, I guess you could say that. But it's just like, she's 97 years old. She's like, my mom's been taking care of her for so long. She like, it's like, she's being baby now. Like, wow. I don't, I don't mean it even like that, but it's just like my mom coming home, like making, like leaving her breakfast out, like coming home and like having lunch already made and like coming home and, or we're fixing dinner for my grandmother. And like, she's just like getting waited on. So I could see where she got like confused, but like she would still remember who we were. So it's just weird. Yeah, it is weird. Dude. But it was, it was, definitely a hard thing to like walk around your house and like you know you're going through all this you have like a full house of family trying to come in and it's like dude like i don't know the biggest thing about like losing somebody like my mom is like you know there's all like our mom is our mom like we're like that's our mom like she raised us like we, we're gonna be right next to her the whole time but then it's like all the other family like aunts and uncles and my mom's sisters and brothers and like grandparents and grandpa and like all these other people that like want to be there too like that's just like dude this is like so much because it's just like 
I don't know. It's like, you don't want to be selfish, but it's just like, you want to be with that, that loved one at that last moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's such a weird feeling, but yeah, man, I don't know. It's, it's, if, if take comfort in maybe knowing that, like I said, you know, what if this is hypothetical, but what if she's, you know, she's on her next life, you know? And, and I mean, that's the other interesting thing. So if it is reincarnation is an actual thing, so are you going to in your next life, even if you might not like necessarily be Jeff McDevitt in your next life, are you, is is the soul that inhabited your mom, is that going to be your mom in your next life? You know, that's something yeah, that's, that's yeah, something to think about that, you know, yeah, that's a hell of a question. Yeah. And no I one like has that. the answers, you know, like the, it, it's sort of dumb of me to be like, do, like, do you like, do you know? But yeah. It's something to it's something to think about, and and if that is the case, then she's just you know she's right now. I mean, who knows how time like the time difference works? Uh, but she you know, she, she she might be in I don't know she might be ten right now. <laughs> you know, she might she might be in a park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She might have just had her high school reunion. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy how time does that. Right, dude. Incredible, man. I really feel like, like, I don't know how you feel, man, but I feel like life's just been flying by. Yeah, well, how like, old are, because I'm 27, I'm about to be 28. I just turned 27 on May 4th. Okay, so literally yeah. we're on the same page for the most part. Yeah, but I mean, life, man, life is just like, I don't know. Like, I had friends and like my bandmates in Florida when we were in Florida, they were just like, Oh, why don't we all just move in with each other? Like, and they live like two miles away from me. And I'm like, dude, like, I'm not going to move in like two miles away from my house. And I can just like live there and like save my money. Mm-hmm. And like, I can drive to your house two miles away. Like, I was like, if I'm ever going to move somewhere, I'm going to make that move. And then it's just like this opportunity came and like we made this move. And I don't know if you remember Sebastian from high school. Oh, of course. So the house I live in, Sebastian's parents actually own, and Sebastian lives downstairs. Yeah, that's and, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a, he's a wild kid, but he plays piano in the band. He plays keys. Wow. Yeah, he had yeah. um. He, correct me if I'm wrong. He has something with his eye. It's fake, right? Yeah, he has a glass eye. That's crazy. Yeah. That always blew Don't me care. away. That always blew me away. Don't get messed up with him, man. He'll try to pull that shit out on you. <laughs> oh, has he done that? I'm like, dude, like, I think so. I just always turn around so I don't know if it ever really happens. <laughs> but, like, anytime it gets brought up, I'm like, dude, I'm going to fucking hit you. Like, back away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see that. Like, dude, something about me, I don't like blood. I don't like, I love like meat and steak and shit like that, but I don't like like the blood on it when you pull it out of the package. Like that stuff freaks me out. Mm-hmm. So like someone pulling their eyeball out, it's going <laughs> to like, I'm going to drop dead. <laughs> I'm going to freak the hell out and just like drop. Oh my God. But dude, it's a shit show over here between me and Martin <laughs> and Sebastian. It's like, it's like, dude, the phone's ringing at like nine in the morning. Like, yo, man, who's making breakfast? Like, yo, you want to start drinking? It's like, bro, I don't want to do shit. I sleep. <laughs> it's like, why are you calling me at seven thirty in the morning? <laughs> so there's no, uh, there's no female presence in that in that place. Well, uh, Sebastian's sister lives downstairs as well. So okay. Sebastian and his sister, yeah, they live downstairs. This is like a, it's like a big house, but there's four apartments in here. 
and a basement. So on the first floor is uh, Sebastian and his sister. The second floor is Marty and I. And then there's like we're in the back side of the house, our apartment. And then on the front side, there's like another couple that's been here for like 15 years. And then upstairs was a Polish girl, which is Karina's one of Karina's best friends downstairs. And uh, she was living upstairs. So it was like a full house. And like, dude, it was so much fun during like winter. Like when it would snow, like we'd all just like get together and like make breakfast and hang out. Or like, we just like, it was St. Patty's Day. We all got in the train and went to like Asbury Park in New Jersey and just like went out for the day. And like, that was awesome. Like we'll hit the city all together. It's like, it's fun like having a big group, but it's also being like, it's like so good to like be able to shut your door and be like, dude, I'm going to bed. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's something that I've always kind of, cause I've only ever, I only ever lived with my girlfriend, uh, like an ex-girlfriend, you know what I mean? So I've only ever known what it's like to live at home or live with one person. I've never experienced that almost sitcom like living where people can just kind of yeah. come in the door, go out the door, come in the door, go out the door. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like some days it's a little too much and some days it's just like, dude, this is nice. You know what I mean? Like, me and Marty, we've been best friends since we were 12 years old. And, like, when we had the opportunity to make the move up here, like, our band, our, our bass player at the time was like, listen, I want to move out to California. So, like, we have, we have the LLC with the band. We have everything. We have all the gear that we've all bought together. So, we were like, you know, we got to do this the right way. So, we, like, we added up everything that we bought together. We split it all down, paid him out, right? And we had some money left over. And Sebastian, uh, dad, like, offered us this opportunity. And when he first offered it to us, we were like, yeah, right. Like, we're not going there. And then it was just like, he called us again and was just like, dude, like, go talk to my dad. Like, like just see what he, hear what he has to say. And then we talked to his dad and his dad, like, just, like, inspired us. He was just like, do you guys, like, want to just be, like, sitting here playing music at the local bars all the time? Or, like... You guys want an opportunity to like live right outside the city and like you know go freaking explore and like give it a shot you know what i mean if you don't go and do it like how are you gonna say you did it or how are you gonna even say like you tried so we were like you know marty had just broken up with a girl out of the time and we were just like you know what man let's just do it so we had some money put away we came up here paid like six months of rent straight up front we didn't even know what the place looked like and then we just got here and just started living like the first two months we were having a blast. And then we were like, dude, we got to get some jobs before like we're going to have to move back to Florida. <laughs> but it was crazy. And like, since we've been up here, man, we've just been exploring. Like I said, we've been going to a lot of concerts. We've been, there's so many things to do out here, in this, especially in the city and just been getting inspired, like been making music, been recording and going back home and playing shows, been coming back and forth and playing shows and, Every time we would come home, we'd book a trip. We'd book a bunch of gigs back home. So like, it'd pay for the trip. Yeah. We have a twelve. We have a like a big twelve passenger van. We all just pile up in there. It's like we all like, and you know, the van just pays for the gas from the shows and stuff, and it pays, and we all get to go home and see our families, and then we all come back together. It's beautiful. Yeah, it sounds like a rebel kind of lifestyle. Like, kind of just yeah. you know, go with the like, literally go with the flow. Like that's sort of what it seems like. It's. You know, Dude, that's kind of how I live my life. And, like, another thing I do is, like, I'm kind of, like, in the moving business. Like, uh, like, I, like I don't know if you knew this at all about me, but my, one of my cousins, like, I have a family in Florida. Uh, they own a moving business. So 
like in the summers and stuff after high school and like through college and stuff i'd randomly help him like make a bunch of money in the summer and like then i'd like go away like i was visiting up here and visiting my cousins and family i had up here during the summers randomly throughout the last couple of years and like that was like another reason why i was just like dude i've been up there like and i know some people like i want to make that move you know but um i don't know man i just wanted to come up here and give it a shot and i love it up here man there's so many things to do so many opportunities it's yeah, it's just a different lifestyle, you know. It's something that I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are kind of jealous or or kind of just like fuck, like that's what I want. And it's something like just it, look, we've if if you've gained nothing out of this out of this conversation between Jeff and I, it's probably life is short, you know. Like 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 if there's a motto or not even a motto, like a lesson, like a morale, it's life is short. So if you fucking want to go and have a rebel lifestyle you want to travel you want to hop around city to city to city to city and you know just see shit you know i had um i don't think you know her but she did go to school the same school as us her name was michaela corson uh i'm not sure no i'm not sure no but she uh you know it was a similar situation with ours where you know i i reached out to her and i was like you know i want to catch up with you because i have a podcast and this podcast is sort of like i don't you know because i have a lot of people on that i that i don't know at all in my life and that's really cool but i have a lot of people on like you her a lot of people mason uh mason bowman um yeah i saw i saw that earlier when you told me about boys i actually did listen to about 35 minutes to the beginning of it okay but no and then i saw i saw mason's on there but yeah no it's just uh, it's cool that, that like i can juxtapose that so i can have people i've never met in my entire life on and then i can do this where i can have this is almost like just an excuse to, you know, catch up, you know, but we'll do no, it for, definitely. we'll do it for the podcast. So like, cause some people yeah, are, right. some people are like, eh, do I, eh, do I, I, I don't want to catch up with Eddie. Oh, he has a podcast. Okay. We'll do it. Um, like how does, like, how do you go about like asking people you don't know? Like, <laughs> like, like, Hey, you want to get on my podcast? And like, they're like, like, who are you? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> So uh, that that first part, that's exactly how it goes. It's a little more kind of layered. You know, it's not just, hey, want to come on my podcast? But, you know, it's sort of like I put a, you know, like a like a pitch, I guess you could say. Um, And then it's sort of like I have to, you know, it was it was a lot harder in the beginning because I didn't have anything to really show for it. You know, so, um, you know, back in the day when I was doing like the the podcast wasn't sort of like an open ended general conversation. It was more it was focused on uh, it was called Terminator 101 because I think that's one of my favorite things. So when I would reach yeah. out to some of the actors from those movies, right, I would be like, hey, I have a podcast dedicated to a film that you were in. Do you want to come on? It would be really hard to get them on because, you know, they they would want to see, you know, what's my what's my history? Like, do I have multiple episodes like do i have other people so it was really just i had to cross my fingers and hope that they were just you know cool enough to to hop on now it's something i'm so uh, i've been doing this since 2017 i'm just like i'm just so calm about it so yeah you get comfortable with it exactly it's beautiful but it's a lot just like booking gigs like for me like it's once you like it's so hard to get that first connection but once you get in that door and you prove to them like as far as my my end of work once you get in that door and you prove to them, like, man, this band does not suck. They, like, the people love them. You know what I mean? Like, then you're locked in. Like, I call I call Florida. I can play Finns in Flagler Beach any day. I just call them and say, yo, I'm coming into town. 
is it possible like blah blah get a gig and they're like yes like we want twisted vibes there and people you know you, you build a connection with people and people start liking your stuff like i've been listening to some of your shows i think they're entertaining i can't remember your one of your buddies that you had on here but it was a uh, you guys, it, this was like right before COVID nineteen was starting, but you guys were talking about like China and stuff. I think uh, this guy uh, may may have lived in L.A. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason Latona. Yeah, dude, you, <laughs> that one was great. Like, some of the stuff you guys talked about, I was dying laughing. But like, oh, he's funny. Dude, it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> but it's just so incredible. Like, you know, like. After after you start getting confident with it, like after you start booking places and you like get on that roll, or even like one day, like I, I may not be able to book gigs for like a month, but one day you get that confidence and you just call and call and call and call and I'll book like twelve gigs in one day and it's like, dude, I love that. Yeah, and, and like, it's it's incredible. It, <laughs> it's it, like it, it it's almost something, and I like I'm sure this applies to you. It's almost like if I'm not doing it, if I'm not scheduling, if I'm not trying to get you know this day you know booked, so to speak, you know, if I don't have the ability to open my calendar on my phone and see you know three four weeks ahead, okay, this is scheduled here, this is scheduled here, I almost start feeling anxious. You know, it, it, it's yeah. almost like oh, Eddie, come on, you're you're, you're slacking, dude. You know, I yeah. I would imagine the same applies to, you know, if you look on your calendar oh, yeah. and the next four weeks are empty, it's like, fuck, shit. Yeah, <laughs> I got I to do something about this. Yeah, because it's, you know, yeah. it is, it's, it's a, it's the healthiest addiction. You know, this is the stuff that all the people that, you know, are, are, are addicted to alcohol, drugs, you know, all that shit. This is the stuff that they need to try to get addicted to. Those are the bad addictions. And then right. the good addictions are, you know having something i say this a lot have something to look forward to always if you always have something to look forward to good luck being depressed you know because you you got something to look forward to and if you have that then you can't be depressed and if you still are then you need help but (laughs) you know that's my that's my two cents in that in that area but you know, it's it's just something that you have to find that groove you you found it in music that's you know it's probably yeah, safe to say that saved your life. Oh yeah, dude, music is the best thing, like for me, for me. And as far as this COVID nineteen, like, dude, I have I, I I had content that I was planning to go to this summer. Everything's canceled. Like, I'm sure you feel the same way about Joe Rogan. It's just like, dude, like this is terrible. Like for yeah. me, like, dude, I had so many shows and things I was going to do this summer, and it's just like, dude, this stuff's getting shut down. As far as just like like famous musicians that are traveling and playing and stuff. I'm sure these people miss entertaining. My guy, what are you, what are you hitting a bongo? <laughs> oh, you can still hear that. Oh yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. That is really interesting to know because I'm just going to kind of reveal my, uh, my, my setup here. So I have my phone connected to, uh, my roadcaster, which is the mixer, right? And then I have my microphone attached to it as well. And I have the ability to, to mute my microphone. So when I just swallowed the wrong way and I started choking insanely, I muted it so that you can't hear it on the recording. I had no clue that you could still hear it. Yeah. That's good to know. That's good to know for future reference in case like someone says some stupid shit and I feel like I mute myself. And I'm, and I'm saying like, and it didn't mute you like fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, not that I would do that with you, but you know, like there has been times where I've almost done that. I'm like, like, like whatever they're saying, I don't agree with, so I mute it, right? 
and I feel like I muted it, but I didn't say it out loud, but I could have. And now I just found out that they would have heard it. So <laughs> that's, that's good. Hilarious. It's good to know. Well, hell yeah, man. At least you're figuring, figuring it out. No, Dude, I, uh, I love you. I love your setup, bro. I saw some pictures of it and I actually looked into it. Me and Marty wanted to get into like doing some podcast and like, like I'll be straight up. Like one day we were just sitting around the house drinking some like Jamerson and whiskeys and like <laughs> we were we were like smoking a joint or something and like all of a sudden we got on the the podcast and we were just like just talking about stupid stuff. We were just stoned, rambling on about stuff that didn't make sense. And we listened back to it and it was hilarious to us. We were like, people are gonna just think we're retarded. So we just like stopped. No, that's the we're thing. Just, like, that's the thing, dude. I know. You have to you have to stick to it. You have to be you have to get rid of that you're your own worst critic thing. You have to don't dude, I know. That's, that's the hardest thing even with music, bro. It's like I write a song and I'm like, I show my friend and they'll be like, dude, that's incredible. But like I honestly want that person that's gonna be like, dude, that kind of sucks. Or not even that, just be like, maybe you should put those words around. Like I don't want everybody to always be like, My shit's perfect. Yeah. So it's like every everything needs a little work. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, because you probably do get a lot of that where it's like, come, all right, come on. Don't bullshit me. Yeah. Tell like, me. Tell yeah. me. It's like, dude, you're not my mom. <laughs> like, dude, I'll send something to my sister and she'll be like, the words are a little cheesy, truthfully. And I'll be like, thanks. Like, truthfully, like some people would be like, fuck you. You know what I mean? But I'm like, at least you're being honest. Yeah. It is true. You know, it's, but it applies to all entertainment mediums. If it's podcasting, if it's music, if it's, if you're trying to break out into film, you know, it's, I mean, it's easier now than it will be 20 years from now. Put it that oh, way. Yeah. It might have been easier back in the day, but it's, you know, it, it, it's easier now than it will be 20 years from now because there's just going to be, now we're going to go from seven, eight billion people to 10, 12 billion people on the face of the earth. So there's going to be more competition. <laughs> so fuck. I mean, get in and why you can, you know, like that's something that I always think about. It's sort of like, you know, why do I, why do I want a podcast? Because I mean, Jesus Christ, if there is an oversaturation, which I don't believe in, but if there is, it's podcasting. I mean, the fucking FedEx guy that, that, that drops my packages off. He probably has a podcast, you know, it's like, dude, I listen to, I listen to a lot of podcasts, like a lot of different ones. And some of them are just people I don't even know, but it's just like, it's a lot. You learn so much stuff. That's it's incredible. The thing. That's the thing. And I'm sure you've listened to like, ha like, have you ever listened to a podcast that doesn't really sound like, I guess the word is professional, but doesn't even sound yeah. good. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, 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 like you can tell. And I was there, you know, I, I, I was recording with my I, fucking phone. Yeah. I was going to ask, like, how were you doing your setup before you had this? I, dude, I literally, Back when I was in uh, 2017, back in 2017, I would literally hold my Galaxy S7 phone up to my ear and use the mic as if I'm having a conversation, and I would just record into the voice memo, and then yeah. I would upload that. And so if you yeah. go if you go all the way back, it's gonna sound like absolute dog ass. <laughs> and now I mean, no, I, I, go, ahead. go ahead, go ahead. Well, no, I, I was just gonna say that's part of the journey, you know. Like that's like that's something that I'm, you know, I'm not necessarily ashamed of, but I mean, I took it that seriously where I realized, okay, I sound like dog ass, so now I need to invest. And if you don't invest, I mean, you're not gonna get anything back. And and I think that's something that also a lot of people don't do. They find something they love, and then now they don't want to shell out some of the money because oh, why would I do that? Well shell out the money and see if something comes back from it. So now I got this 
you know, at like like an actual decent setup where the audio sounds good. I mean, the the phone calls sound good. You know, I can mix Definitely. it. You have great quality equipment, and like. Well, no, dude, I'm, and I'm I, sure you do too. I mean, right? You've been on that journey no, where no, definitely. Like, dude, I, I'm a. It's it's weird. Like when you're younger, you kind of do things and you kind of half-ass things, and then as you get older and you start realize realizing like these things are mine. Like I'm putting my money into it. Like I'm buying this stuff. Like, dude, when I buy a piece of gear like that, I'm throwing inside of a, a back of a trailer or a van or something like. I, then I started investing in like cases because now it's like I'm not just like it's not just like my first amp that I ever got that I don't really care about this is like something that I put my money into and I have to use every night when I play out and like I need to keep this up and running so now I'm buying like my amps a $500 amp and now I'm buying a case that may cost $600 just to put the amp in there you know what I mean but it's like if I don't do that I'm, I'm going to be buying another $500 amp in three years so it's like, and then playing like in the salt air and all over the beaches and stuff like that, that just puts so much rust and wear and tear on our equipment. And like, dude, I go through this problem all the time when it goes to booking shows, but it's like, when, when it comes to debating about money, um, it's like, people don't know how much work really goes into like, even just doing a local bar gig or playing somewhere like, like, you know, let's use tour two gigs as an example on Fiber Beach. Like, if you were to go there and play a four-hour gig, think about, like, it's going to take, like, you're at your house, you're about to load up your van, you're about to throw all the equipment in there. You got to do that, and then you got to drive to the venue, then you got to unload and set all that stuff up. Just doing that's probably going to take about two hours if you're a local. That's not like if you were traveling long distance getting to your next show, but that's just local. So that's about two hours. Then you're playing for two hours, and then you're playing for four hours. And then you're doing all that stuff again, like breaking it down, packing it up, loading it in your vehicle, taking it home, and then getting it out. Dude, that's like eight, nine hours of just just literally work as far as music stuff. Like you're touching your gear and stuff like that until you're completely finished. And then you go to these places and you like fight and debate with them about prices. And it's like, dude, I spend like, I have like $5,000 worth of gear that I'm putting up here. That I'm going to have to replace parts eventually just because I'm playing out here in the salt air. And it's like, you want to tell me like you want to, like, there's four of us in a band and you want to give us like 200 bucks and like, you know, some free chicken tenders or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, and now with this whole like Corona thing, it's like, uh, it's like, dude, like people, like they don't even want to pay, like the like the restaurants and stuff are slowly opening back up, but they're not full capacity. So what they want the musicians to do is come back and play in these places for completely free and just work, get tips. But it's like, dude, like I still have to like do that nine hours worth of work just to play for four hours. I still have like so much money into my gear. You know what I mean? Like, and then people, like it's so hard because they're lowballing you, but it's like, dude, like this is a professional, like, this is like legit you know what i mean a lot of money and hard work goes into that and then it's like it's just really hard getting these gigs and working out prices and stuff like that but the more you grow and the bigger you get like i'm sure it gets easier but i'm not at that stage yet so yeah no 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 it's you're still haggling with these people it's like you know what i mean it's like you know you got paul that goes in there and plays for 125 bucks why am i gonna pay, pay jeff to come in here for 200 bucks and play if um i can pay paul you know what i mean 125 bucks like unless it's like josh bringing like 50 people with them and like the place is packed and we're doing great you know what i mean 
Yeah, yeah. I mean the 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 ultimate goal, right, is to is to be like what, like a like Maroon Five, we'll say, right? Like you want that kind of notoriety? Is that sort of the end goal? Like I'm not trying to say I'm going to be a superstar. Like no, I'm not at that. Like I'm, dude. I don't. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like music is my passion, and I love it. And if I can do this for the rest of my life playing guitar, just doing that. I'm never working a day in my life. You know what I mean? I'm doing what I love. Like if I can live and travel and like put some money away for myself, like I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm not going to say it's going to be like, I'm living the life. Like I I don't know, but you don't know unless you give it a shot. You know what I'm saying? So at this point, it's just like, why not? Why not get? It would be really nice to get rid of that fucking hassle that you were just describing to me. (laughs) <laughs> no, no no definitely like dude it'd be great to be a superstar be noticed like like playing you know doing everything but it's like dude i just want to play my guitar and i'm not saying just like in a bar scene like dude i would love to be like a staff writer someone who sits in an office writes music with other people collaborates and like so so much music you hear on the radio is like those people didn't even write that song like they bought it from someone and they're singing someone else's song yeah and um like i don't know like i i really need to be surrounded by people like after high school i was surrounded by a bunch of people in a like recording program at daytona state um i went it was like a music technology and recording program and that whole program like i met so many people and it was just like i was so inspired because you're around those kind of people that are into the same stuff you are you know what i'm saying like if you were hanging around people that were giving you advice about what you love and your craft it's like you can just talk about that for hours. Yeah. Like that's how I felt. And it's like, dude, like I love up here where I'm at. I don't think this is where I want to be set. Like this is not like where I'm gonna stay forever. But I think maybe like I'd like to get out to Nashville or something like that. Somewhere where I can work with people and collaborate with other people. Dude, that's it's hard. That's funny that you brought that up because I was literally just about to say, Do you remember Mikey Corcoran? Oh yeah, like I haven't talked to him about this, but me and the boys were talking about maybe possibly going and recording an album with him. Dude, and he yeah, because he doesn't know this stuff, but that would be fun. Like I, we know each other; we are in the program at Daytona State together. Nice, yeah, because that's what yeah. he does, right? He's in Nashville, and and he does like music production. Yeah, he does music production. He loves the whole recording aspect of music, and like I love that too. Like I have so much music and so many ideas on my computer. I'm just terrible at mixing, like not not mixing, but like mastering everything. But it's like I have so many ideas. And I've just been saving, and once everything gets back open, I'm ready to hit a studio in the city and just bang new songs out that I have. And, like, dude, I just want to start, like, I have so many ideas, but I just want to keep putting music out there and just, like, even if I am not, like, Maroon 5, like, I am, like, I, I'm going to be heard to some people. Oh, yeah, I mean, that was, like, you know, that was, like, the... I was, like I was uh, I was thinking, who the fuck is, like, maybe the most popular band that's that's in existence right now, but maybe even something like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Jesus Christ. Like panic at the disco. I remember I saw them live in uh, Jacksonville a couple of years ago and they did a free concert, believe it or not. That's pretty cool. That's, that's, that's yeah. awesome. Um, do, you, do you like going to concerts? Uh, that's not my real forte. I've been to a couple and yeah, I don't know. I much prefer, uh, you know, kind of, theater kind of that or or, or something yeah. like joe rogan because that's going to be a seated thing you know i much prefer to sit yeah <laughs> dude let me tell you about my joe rogan experience right so 
I go out to California. I'm hanging out with a friend that lived in Florida. And um, he was just like, oh, we're going to link up with some of my friends and we're going to go see Joe Rogan. And there was a couple other people. I really can't remember their names. But it was like, we got there a couple minutes late. And like my bud, like I'm with my buddy and his girlfriend and we're getting there to meet up with his friends. And his friends are like completely trashed and the doors are closed and they're like, yeah, like you guys, pretty much they were telling us we can't go in. It's too late. So my boy, who's like, not my boy, but like my friend's friend who was all messed up, like started waving money to the bouncer at the door. Like, I think he gave him like 200, like $200 bills. So he gave him $200 and like the guy just walked us in and put us at a table. And we just, we, then we just started ordering drinks and it was, it was crazy. But it was like, we were standing outside for the first 15 minutes. Like we may have missed someone, but we didn't miss Joe Rogan. And um, it was just crazy. I was just like, dude, what is happening? And we're out in LA. I'm just like, it was my first time ever there. I was like, dude, this is crazy. I'm like, who is this kid? <laughs> yeah. But it was a cool experience, man. I bet. I bet. Yeah. He's uh, I don't know. I love, uh, you know, fear factor. That was my, the introduction. Yeah. He was always good on the on Fear Factor, and I'll be I'll be super honest. Like I don't really like listen to it all the time. Like I listen to a lot of different music podcasts, uh-huh. like that have different artists on there and stuff like that. But um, my cousin, he's a truck driver, and sometimes I I do some runs for him and I drive. So like every time I'm in the truck driving, like I really enjoy podcasting because it just like zones me out instead of just music all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, so it you... gives me something to listen to, and it's like. Dude, if I could listen to a four-hour podcast if I'm driving like for like six hours, you know what I mean? Like no problem. Yeah, yeah, you need to switch it up. I mean, dude, he had a, one of his best ones. I think was uh, he had Steven Tyler on. Steven Tyler, I didn't see that one. Dude, I mean, I mean, that's like I will definitely watch that. <laughs> you talk about. I probably have heard some of it with my cousin. But... Yeah, you talk about like the like the the pinnacle of rock star. I mean, that dude, Jesus Christ, that 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 is a rock star still living to this day and he's got some crazy stories and i just love his voice you know he's got such a rasp to his voice yeah. steven tyler dude he's crazy yeah he's nuts how long how long is that podcast uh i want to say that might be around just about two hours i don't feel like he went that long with uh have to check that one with out. him because i feel like i feel like rogan does multiple podcasts a day so he has to pick and choose who he's longer with um, yeah, because that's I mean, dude, I mean, the amount of fucking episodes that guy pumps out on a week to week basis is mind boggling. Now, granted, he probably doesn't have to book them. He probably doesn't have to do like, he has his buddy, Jamie, the producer off off screen doing all that shit, probably. So he just has to wake up, go in, talk. And that's probably something that he loves doing. I mean, if he doesn't, then oh, well, yeah. he's been doing it for 11 years and hating it. But dude, uh, it's amazing. Like. As far as your plan and your goals with this, do you feel like you want to get to that, like, to there? So I feel like, like I, I feel like you and I are on a lot of the same pages. I don't, so, okay, so if that's my Maroon 5, right, I don't know. Like, I'm sort of realistic about it, right? It's like, if that does... But you love doing that. I love it. I love it. And if I, if that can happen, if that is an option, then of course, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to turn that down, but yeah. I am realistic. And it's like... Exactly. That is like a one in mil, like one in a million. That's literally that's how he makes. I I googled how much does Joe Rogan make per episode of his podcast, and I think it came back. It, you know, it's 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 in the it's in the the multi thousands 
per episode. He has over 1,500 episodes, almost. That's incredible. He has almost 1,500 episodes. And think about just all the ad revenue coming in from, you know, fucking YouTube. And he has so many sponsors. And so, I mean, the, the, the dude is set. He doesn't even have to do this stand-up, like, if he really oh, yeah. doesn't want to. Dude, um, I, really hope, I really hope you get to that point, man. No, me you, too. You, you do great at this. I really do enjoy some of the episodes I listen to. Yeah, but even if it's just, you know, even if it's just I don't make it a career, like if it doesn't become a career, it's something that I don't think I'm ever going to give up doing because I I just, I love doing this. I love, you know, I am a pretty introverted person in, in my day-to-day life, so this is sort of my escape. This is sort of the, if I have something bubbling up inside of me and I have the opportunity to talk to some to someone i'm gonna bring it up i'm gonna bring up you know what do you think about this because it's been on my brain today and i want to talk to somebody about it so that's cool man it's awesome like how you can just like you can just talk about like that like as far as like it's like you're not shy of like you know some people are very shy as far as like i don't know like do you do a lot of podcasts in person i i did and then oh like do you seem like those are harder than doing it like this well, I've only ever like I've only ever done them in person with people that I that I know. I've still okay. to this day I've only ever been in person with people I know. I have not had somebody on in person that I don't know. Um yeah. No, fuck. Shit. I guess I've been doing this for like like there's just way too many. I I did. I did. I had uh this one chick who's uh she's a uh, she like she like she calls herself a uh, up and coming it's honestly it's one of the most listened to episodes so i mean i'm <laughs> i'm okay with it she's a uh, it's a very sexually explicit episode she's an up and coming nude lingerie model okay. and i found out about her through a through, like through a mutual friend and i had no you know like there was nothing kind of like 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 a hidden agenda or anything i was like i literally just want to get you on my podcast because i find your lifestyle I find that fascinating. I find that what you do <laughs> for a living, I find that fascinating. So she was the only person to this day that I had, I had never met her in my entire life. And she came to my place in person and we sat down That's for wild. almost an hour and a half. I think that one was, but most of them cool. are like this where I'm just like, yeah. Hey, you know, I have one tomorrow w- with a guy in Clearwater cause I'm a big anti-Scientology kind of guy and he's uh he was like he was an ex-scientologist so uh he's coming on and i've never met him but um he'll be on the phone so i mean i don't know it's i don't have a studio you know what i mean i don't have a designated spot so it would be like here's my home address and so it it seems a little weird it would be easier if i was like here's my studio come to the studio you know yeah man well hopefully you get to that point that'd be awesome yeah i don't know it's just it's tricky. It's definitely tricky. It's like, how do yeah. you, it's sort of uncharted like, territory. I mean, I feel like being a musician, it's sort of like there are avenues to go. I mean, you can upload to YouTube and potentially be discovered that way. You can go on whatever fucking competition show you want. And what do you think about those, by the way? Like, what do you think about American Idol and, and shit like that? I mean, I think it's a great opportunity, but I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe <laughs> like if I would have done it like right out of high school when I was still in that state of mind, I would have done it. But like, I feel like that's not. I feel like d- didn't you audition? Me? No, no. You never auditioned? No. Damn, who the fuck auditioned? Someone I know auditioned for American Idol. I forget who it yeah, was. Anyways. Yeah. But no, I mean, I don't know, man. I think the shoes are cool. Like, I always loved watching some of them. Like, they're pretty funny. Like, 
My sister says there's this new one. I, I, I'm not 100% sure if I'm saying it right or if this is even what it's called, but I think it's called Songland. Oh, Have you ever yeah. Heard of that? Yep, I've heard of that one. Yep. So those are like, I think, like how this show is like an artist comes on there, plays a song that they're trying to pitch to an artist. And then those judges like give him advice on the song if they want to work on it. And they're like, I think you should do this and this. Yeah. We're going to let you work with so-and-so. And it's like, I think that's kind of cool because like it's giving someone an opportunity to like, like kind of sell their, sell their song and like get royalties off it. Yeah. That Instead is, of just being cool. like, I'm going to go sing like, you know, a share song. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> For some reason, all I had in my head was like, do you believe in love? <laughs> yeah, no, no, you, you have a good point there, man. I, uh, I auditioned for America's Got Talent because I used to do magic. I remember that. That and was pretty awesome. It was cool. It was definitely cool. It was an eye opener though. You know, Dude, I, uh, my mom actually really, my mom was the one who actually showed me that. And she thought that was pretty cool. She thought that was pretty amazing. Yeah, it was, it was no fun. Lie. No, yeah. I, I, I trust you. It, it, it was, it was on my birthday. So it sort of was like, oh my God, this is meant to be. Um, yeah, I gotta do it. Yeah. And you know, I have good memories of it, but it was, you know, it was an eye opener for me because I think I was naive up until that point. I thought that I would be auditioning for Howie Mandel and, and <laughs> <laughs> fucking Heidi Klum or whoever the fuck the judges were at the time. Eh, no, no, it was a seven plus hour wait to go into a little room with a quote unquote producer, probably some person they picked off the street and uh, a, a single camera pointed at the table and they're like, all right, what do you do? And I'm like, I do magic. They're like, all right, do the, do the trick. We're going to film it. And then that was it. I literally never heard from them again. So I don't know, man, I feel like it's the, the thing that upsets me with those shows is half the shit is all just done for shits and giggles because they have those stupid acts on. And it doesn't matter who it is. You know what I mean? It can be America's Got Talent, American Idol. They have literal shit acts on just to make the audience at home laugh. And yeah. I'm thinking to myself, that is such wasted opportunity. That could actually be, we'll say, Definitely. that could be you. And they gave it to some dumbass that's going to come out and you know from like american auto you remember that guy pants on the ground dude i was just about to say that pants on the ground, <laughs> pants on the ground. Like, okay great it created a viral moment it's a it's a you know, clearly we're still referencing it but it could have actually been filled by someone that had true talent you know it, it just, just shit like yeah. that upsets me dude and, i heard i heard that guy like got like shot <laughs> like, like no lie like mugged at a gas station and shot or something like oh that's not funny but uh that kind of yeah. is <laughs> yeah like i'm not saying that happened but Whoa. i'm pretty sure i did what if that. it what if it what if it was the person that 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 they knew that they were the person that the that the spot got filled by him and they and and, and, and it was like a revenge yeah. thing it could have been man <laughs> Could've, it could have been me. Oh, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. the shit that bothers me. But what I was trying to get at is, I feel like being a musician has sort of like a clear cut path. If you like, if you really want to do this, like there is a there's there's multiple outlets to be successful. Podcasting, oh, yeah. not even necessarily because I don't know. It's just I feel like it's still so new. Like I was talking about this the other day. Think about it. There's for for music uh, among other awards. The, like the pinnacle is the Grammys, right? You have the Grammys. 
For, for film, you have the Oscars. For theater, you have the Tonys. For television, you have the Emmys. What about podcasting? I mean, it's, or, or, or radio. Just call it radio. What, like, yeah. what, what, like, ra- like Radio Heart Music Awards or something? Like, but, yeah. that, but, but, but then that bleeds into music. It's like strictly doing this, just using your voice. There is no, like, so it's still like really in its infancy, even though it's been around for, you know, a little while. I feel like it's just something that maybe people don't take as seriously. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I could rant Dude, about I, it. No, I, I feel you. I feel you. I, I I feel like there are so many people that are actually listening to podcasts, though. And it's like you're saying, yeah, they don't have a reward, like a reward thing or something for you. But like, who knows, man? This could blow up. Like, this could be like, this could like take over the radio. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like people used to have like XM radio, so like they could listen to cool stuff like this. And it's like, I don't know, man. Podcasts are incredible, especially if you're driving long distance. I love listening to podcasts. It's really hard for me to do that, though, during the day when I'm, like, really busy doing stuff. Oh, yeah. When I can just get in the car and, like, I know I have a two-hour ride, like, I really enjoy listening to some podcasts. Yeah, no. And and I'm not saying that you need an award to, you know, like, like, like I'm not no. just coming at this from like, oh, well, we don't have an award, so it's not taken seriously. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, yeah. that is sort of a factor that plays into it. I mean, music is taken seriously. And then, you know, if you're trying to be a musician, you want to, I would, I, I, I would think you'd want to get a record deal. And then if you get a record deal, you would make your music. And then I would think if you're making your music, you want to try to maybe get a Grammy award. So like it, it, it just, it's, it's stepping stones. Podcasting doesn't necessarily have that. The thing that keeps me going is the people that reach out to me and they're like, dude, your episode with so-and-so got me through so-and-so or such and such. And it meant a lot to me. And you know, that's like awesome. that's an award right there, but definitely, you know, dude, I feel the same way about music, man. I'll play a song, like just a random song and someone will come up to me and like, like I haven't heard that song for 20 years. Like, and I'll throw a 20 in that tip jar, and they'll be like, "Thank you so much." I'll be like, "That's awesome." Or like, even when I go play with my grandma, like, I'll play in these nursing homes, and these ladies are just sitting there, like in their wheelchairs, like not even looking up at us. Yeah. And then it's like my grandma will play a song that like these people know from like the 40s, and then they start singing it, and then at the end they're telling us like, "Oh, you brought us back to like a memory I have." And it's like, dude, that's so rewarding. It is. It's so rewarding. It is. How and do you it makes uh, you want to just keep doing it? How do you approach? Because this is again, this is a mutual thing. How do you approach the idea of perfection? Are you someone that like? Are you hard on yourself? Do you feel like, oh man, I can always do better? Or are you at that level where you're just accepting of nothing's perfect? It's never going to be perfect, and that's almost necess- Like that's almost kind of like the beauty of it. Like I am in a jam band, as far as when it comes to the band. So like when we're out there playing and stuff, like. Dude, whatever happens, happens. Like we're just making music and we're having a blast. And it's not like it's it's just like we're all together. You know what I mean? We're all linked up and it's just happening. But when I start doing stuff on my and like like I said, whatever happens, happens. Like I'll go into lead breaks and like don't even know what I'm doing. Sometimes I'll hit the wrong note but slide over and like it sounds beautiful and then I come back into it and like I don't know what the hell is happening. But I love I love when I'm playing with the band. But when it comes down to just me sitting with my acoustic doing like a like a, a gig like that it gets very intimate and like it's always more about the voice it's always about like it's always like man like i don't know i always it always seems when i play by myself it's always about my voice and when i play with my band it's always about my guitar skill that's really weird 
So so you're a little more hard on yourself if 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 you're going solo. When I feel like that, or like when it comes to like I'm really hard on myself when it comes to music. Like I have so many ideas, but I always tell myself they're not finished. And it's like my friends are just like, dude, just finish that idea real quick. Like it sounds great. <laughs> and like the thing is like we'll go play these ideas. Like in the band, like out on the solo gig, like we'll play a couple of like cover songs and every like the trick is like you play like a song that everybody's like out there dancing to and like having a great time. And then you're like, this one we wrote, like the next one we wrote, and then like you play that song and like they're already in that dancing mood and they just keep going with it and then they like it and then they come up to us later and they're like, That was a great song, you know? Like and I don't know, my whole motto was like, I never wanted to be a cover band. That's not like my thing, like but it was like, dude, we can go in these places, make some money, keep saving. Like, that's going to pay for our gas. Like, we've done a couple festivals up in Pennsylvania over the last couple summers. And, like, that would pay for the gas when we lived in Florida. Like, that would pay for new gear. Like, that would pay for strings. That would pay for, like, you know, when stuff would break. Like, like instead of us just putting, like, everybody putting 150 bucks in your pocket. Like, we're like, dude, if instead of, like, we all having like a hundred bucks we'll have 300 bucks that'll get us further like you have to have that mentality especially if you're working with a group of people that are like trying to go for like move forward together you know yeah yeah but it is really hard like like it's really hard to keep everybody on the same page it's really hard to keep people focused because it's like dude like this is all i want to do i love music like like and it's just like I, I can't see myself doing anything else. I've had desk jobs. I hate it. I, I I have labor jobs. I hate it. Like, I don't want to work, man. I want to invest in something, like, get get something good rolling. I'm like, just play my guitar and, like, do what I love. You know what I mean? And it's, like, the same thing with, like, podcasts. I'm sure, like, if you never had to, like, step in an office or never, nothing like that, you could just, like, slide over to your studio and, like, just, like, have someone come in for the day and you guys bullshit and, like, just laugh, like, you would much rather do that. Of course. <laughs> like, of course. I feel but, the same way about music. But go ahead. Not okay, so that is the you know, that is the dream, right? But then if you actually start and or stop and start thinking about it, it's like n- not everybody can have that dream because if everybody had that dream, you, you know, I mean, we're you and I are both kind of looking down on desk jobs, but you, you like we need desk jobs, you know what I mean? You need no, that that shit and it's just it's just not something for you and i definitely no definitely and i'm not i don't mean it like that like i'm trying to put people down like you know some people enjoy doing what they do of course like they 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 work hard like i'm not putting nobody down but like there's a lot of people that want to do stuff man and they just don't do it they don't they don't take the opportunity or maybe something happens in their life like they may have a kid at a certain point they weren't expecting like Life is so crazy and moving so fast, but at the same time, it is so short that you better do the shit you want to do because we, like you, like we were talking about earlier, we don't know what's going to happen after this. We don't know if there's another life. Yeah. Like we don't know what's next. Like so, like I really feel like, like I feel like with music, if you wake up every morning and you're like, I'm gonna learn a couple of new songs, or I'm gonna sit down and write. Like if you think of it as a business. And you just put 100% of your energy into it. Like, why can't it succeed? succeed? Not even if it doesn't become, like, a big, like, crazy artist. But, like, why can't you succeed and, like, live your life comfortably and, like, pay your bills? Like, playing. 
Like, I don't, like, you know what I mean? But you have to put all your energy into that. You just can't put, like, 30% into it and just be like, I enjoy doing it. Because then you're going to be 45 years old, like, just, like, doing the same stuff or your guitar is going to be sitting in the, the case in the corner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's... As, far as, as far as me, like, that's not who I want to be. Like, me, my grandma is 79 years old, still playing in nursing homes. Like... That's you know what I mean? Cool. Like I, I still want to be playing my music and like doing my thing. Like I remember being a kid and my dad would be sitting in the living room and like we'd all be in bed and like it'd be like ten thirty and my dad's like playing songs and like I'd pass out like that. You know what I mean? Like and I hope one day if, like if and when I have kids, like maybe I can pass the music off to them. Like that'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> that is like, something life's... that is a good point you yeah. make. It's uh because I've always been this is a I don't know. I don't feel like I've, I, yeah, well, I, I definitely know I haven't talked about this, but, and it's not even a hundred percent confirmed. So I'm going to leave it at that, but I am going to bring it up here. Cause what you just said is actually really, really key. I don't know if you're the same as me, but for the longest time I was always like, dude, fuck kids, man. Like I don't want kids. Kids just seem like a fucking, uh, like, like Debbie Downer kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like oh, I have a kid now I can't do anything. It's as you get older, and you, you know, it's just like, that's the way the fucking world works. You start to realize, oh, well, okay, I guess maybe if there is a meaning to any of this stuff, I guess it would be to create another life and have something to leave behind. You know, I guess that's, I guess that's something that would make sense. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm sort of on that page now. But the thing is, and again, it's not 100% confirmed. I haven't done any any tests or anything. But this is like getting real personal, and I haven't talked about this. But I mean, we did, like we're we're talking about some shit here. So <laughs> I I dude I I don't know if if I can have kids, and it's you know I it's funny because when that came up, right? So it's obviously coming up because you know there's there's a girl in my life and everything, and. And and nothing's happening, right? I'm sure you know where I'm saying, like 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 where I'm getting at with this. It's like we're we're being okay. intimate, right? We're being intimate, and everything's happening that comes with intimacy. And she's still getting her period, so it's sort of like it has me going. All right, what's going on here? You know, because I definitely know that the end result is happening. And so you are, so you are trying. I'm not even necessarily because uh, the, like, 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 like this is the tricky part. Like I'm not necessarily trying, but it's sort of like, you know, we're on the same page in terms of what we would like out of life and, and, and all that shit. So it's like, I feel comfortable doing that. Like and if it were to happen, if it were to happen, it's yes, exactly. Thank you. If it were to happen, I wouldn't be like, get an abortion and she wouldn't be like, I'm going to get an abortion. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but it keeps happening and nothing happens. So now I'm thinking, hmm, what's going on here? So, but I never thought I would feel the way I felt when she asked me. She asked me. She was like, "Do you think you can even have kids?" And I I always thought like I always thought that, that would be like a super duper blessing. I can't have kids, man. Great. Now I can just, you know, fucking jizz inside anyone I want and that's great. <laughs> but when she said that, I was like, "God damn." that makes me sad. Like, like I actually, like, yeah. like it really made me sad when she said that. And I was like, I don't know if I can. And so, I mean, wow. I, I got to find out, you know, and I will. And, uh, she, uh, she, you know, she said she'll be there and everything. So, 
But uh, that's crazy. That's awesome. No, it, 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 wild, it kind of freaks me out because, like, I don't know if I'm ready to find out that I definitely 100% can't. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's definitely that's definitely something deep, man. Like, are like like are you on that same page? Like, are you someone that like do you want kids anytime soon or not really? Dude, it's like, do you do you believe in controlling at all? Like, like do you feel like the government controls things that like controls people? Like, con- like I don't know. Do you believe in controlling things and like controlling people? In what that, way? Does that make sense? In what so way? like, so like, who said we have to do all these things like the way all these people are doing? It's like, why do we do these things? Not because nobody told us, but it's like. Dude, we we grow up and like seeing these people doing these things so we're like following these steps like nobody told us we have to get married right after college nobody told us that that's when you start having kids and you start buying a house and doing these things but it's like people are doing this because like they just feel like that's the steps you know what i mean it's not like there's a book that says you have to do this at this time and this like point in your life okay so like as far as me like i look at it like do i want kids and i don't know it's like I love kids, dude. I used to work at summer camps. Like I love kids. Like kids are awesome. But do I want one right this second? Is like the question I always say to myself. And I'm like, not like this second, but I'm like, if I were to have a kid, like would I want it at this second? It's like would I handle the situation? Would I be would I take like responsibility? Of course I would. But at the same time, like I like right now in my life, I'm like I don't see kids in my life right this second. You know what I mean? Maybe like, maybe like, I don't know. Like, I don't even want to put a timeline on it because <laughs> then I have to like say that, like I said that, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, I don't know, man. It's like, I would love to have a kid maybe one day, but it's like, it's, the, it's, it's right now. And it's like, dude, I still have so many goals I want to do and things I want to accomplish. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. You know what I mean? No. It's like I live with my best friend. Like I just turned twenty seven. It's like, am I supposed to say when I'm thirty, I'm supposed to move out, like away from my best friend? Like, am I supposed to put like timelines on my shit? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. No, that's a good and point. That's, and that's what I mean when I say about the whole controlling thing. I don't, I don't mean like controlling, but it's like we follow in these footsteps, not because anybody ever told us like we have to do this. It's just we physically see this happening. It's like a newborn. It's just like does all these things and it just like starts seeing physically things like people doing things and it starts following along and it's just like we're getting older and like we're all following each other's footsteps but it's like did anybody ever tell us we had to do all these things like this like not really it's just like we do these things because that's what we see and we know so like i don't know like that's why i just want to fucking live life to the fullest man i just want to travel do as much as i can while i'm still like a little young and like you know, I don't know. I'm just riding the train, man. Whatever happens, happens. So if anything, you'll be the you'll be the 50 year old guy having his first kid. Like, <laughs> like no, like dude, I could have a kid like in two years and be happy as hell. Like I could have a kid in like five years and be happy as hell. Like if it happened at 50 years old, I'm not gonna be mad. But like at the same time, I'm not gonna be 55 years old, 60 years old, being like I want to have a kid. Like knowing like <laughs> you know when they're 20, I'm about to be dead. Yeah. Like, I would definitely want to have a kid in a part of my life where, like, I'm still going to be able to, like, run around in the yard with them and enjoy my life. So, like, you know, I'm not, like, I have a girl in my life. Like, we're about to be together for a year. I've been single for, like, seven years, man. I've just been enjoying life, like, literally 
just focusing on me, just playing music, traveling, meeting people, just really enjoying life. And like going all back to my mind, bringing it all back around, it's just like, I'm so grateful for everything I got because of who I am from like how I was raised to like being able to like go home and be with my mom and hold her hand and like play my guitar next to her to like moving forward with my life being like, I'm up here. Like I want to make, dude, if I'm up here in New York for three, four years, like I'm not saying I want to live here for the rest of my life. Like I would love to go somewhere else, but at the same time, it's like, I want to accomplish something while I'm here. I want to make something of this while I'm here. You know what I mean? I so do. that's like one of my big goals is like before I leave here, it's like I'm getting in the city and I'm recording a professional album and then I could go anywhere. And, but like, that's one of my biggest goals right now. So I've just been working towards that. And I don't know. I just feel like as far as a kid, like if that were to happen, it's going to happen, but there's still definitely some things I want to do for myself. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. hundred percent, man. hundred percent. And, 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 you know, I'm not trying to be that person that tells you, oh yeah, it's your lyrics and your song is great. There's, there's no faults, but I do feel like, you know, I feel like you are on the right path. I feel like you are, you know, I can't say for certainty that, you know, anything truly successful will come of it because I'd be fucking bullshitting you, but I feel it, you know, I feel, I feel like you are doing what you're meant to do, you know, as cliche as, as maybe, you know, whatever, as that sounds, it's, I, I, that is something I do believe. So I feel like if that's something that, that you're doing and I know you're going to stick to it and I, I would only imagine that only good things can come out of it. So it's something that, uh, you know, you just got to keep pushing at it and, uh, you got to get on American Idol. That's the thing. That's the thing. (laughs) Yeah, man. Well, I definitely hope, you know, once, like, I don't know if you've like, you know, ever done a podcast like this or anything, but like, I hope once I do get some music, maybe we could do another podcast, get together, and like, maybe we could talk about the album. Like, maybe we could, like, I could play a song or two or something. You know what I mean, dude? Yeah, like, and and even if you don't, I hope you do. If you don't, I always like if I like you and I and 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 I like you, you're always welcome back on. So it's something that uh, you know I want. Uh, you know, you can always come back on here and. And uh, hopefully it's not as much time has that has passed since the last time I talked to you. Definitely, but, man. Um, well, definitely, we definitely got to get together. I do come back and forth to Florida all the time, but I had three trips planned, but like since this whole Corona trip thing, like the coronavirus started. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it's, it's crazy. Like, I don't even know what to do right now. Like when I'm going to go home next, but we'll definitely get together in person. man. Yeah. It has been too long. Been way, way too long. long. Way too long. Well, uh, I like, what kind of so this is where we'll end it. This is like the, the, this will be the final question. What kind of uh, what kind of a beer or alcohol are you? Oh man, well, <laughs> anything and everything. <laughs> tonight, since we've been on the podcast, I've been drinking Jameson. Oh and shit! Ginger ale. Yeah, wow. yeah, Jameson and ginger. So like ginger ale. Um, I really like that right now. That's been my go-to. And then as far as like a beer, man, like I don't know, like. I don't want to like I'm not like a Bud Light person. I'm kind of like a Stella or like a Heineken or like a Corona. But at the same time, lately, like I mean, I don't, I don't really like I'm not a big drinker. But when I go play these shows and stuff, like they'll be like they'll throw us free drinks, and like half the time they'll sit on my guitar amp and just get watered down. I wouldn't drink it, but like normally now when I'm going out and buying beers, I'm like I'm just gonna get the highest percentage beer just to get like fucked up for the bang of the buck. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Like, I'll just get an IPA, be it's like a 9%, and be like, we'll see what this does. Like, <laughs> whatever. No, that's uh, no, th- th- that's cool that you were that you've been drinking this whole time because I, uh, I don't, I don't necessarily know that I trust myself enough to kind of you know put some back and 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 hope that I'm able to hold myself together because uh, uh, there's been a couple times on the on the show where I've uh, done some stuff that uh, that I had never done before, like <laughs> like smoking weed, and it was a great time, and I haven't listened back to those episodes. But I don't like. I'm pretty sure towards the end, it's almost ne- like it's almost quiet, and I don't want that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it, like yeah. there's there's almost too much dead air. But I do remember that we were just kind of all sitting around. It was me and two other buddies, and we and and we had just like smoked all this fucking weed. And I'm just and I have to. You know, I'm the host, so I, it's it's sort of my duty to kind of make sure that there is no dead air. And I'm just fucking chilling there, like, <laughs> like so, like. If you don't mind me asking, like, like I, I honestly didn't know you smoked. So, like, how do you feel, like, working like that? So, I don't do it. Like, literally, those are the only two times that I've ever done it. I did okay. it necessarily, like, I, I kind of did it out of curiosity. I don't necessarily identify as, like, a day-to-day uh, yeah, smoker. Like, you know what I'm, I mean? Like, it's definitely. it's not something that is... It's not even that it's not appealing to me. It's just it's not something I think about. It's not like, oh, okay, now I gotta go home and I gotta I gotta get high a little bit. It's like yeah. I have enough other shit going on in my life that I feel like that's my high. Um yeah. but when I did it, I you know, I uh I love the feeling. I the second time, the one I'm talking about now with my buddies, after I left, that was a bad mistake to make because <laughs> I was driving. I was driving I was driving home and like I, I like all I the only way I can describe it is it felt like in a movie I was pro- in a movie I was probably like in my head I was probably going 60 miles an hour in my head but then if it was a movie it would cut from my head to actual real life and I'm going like 5 miles an hour because the like the fucking traffic light never kept like it it just always kept being where it was so i would drive and it would never come closer (laughs) it just stayed there and i started freaking the fuck out i was like this is bad this is this is bad i don't like this what if i get pulled over and like i'm just thinking of all this shit so paranoid you do you really do (laughs) (laughs) especially driving holy shit like yeah yeah. i don't know why they I, i don't know why they let me leave (laughs) <laughs> they're not good friends <laughs> yeah i, w- I would ne- i would never do that to you <laughs> but no like i don't uh it's funny because i had this i had this stigma towards people that smoked before like i would always kind of have this sort of you know judgment of them i'd be like oh, okay so i don't necessarily think you're a bad person but hmm, i don't i don't know maybe you shouldn't do that and now after having done it myself I, you know, I'm, I'm all for it, man. So it's sort of like, you know, if, if that's the lifestyle you like to live, fuck, go ahead, do it. I mean, you're literally being the, the, the least worst person that society has to deal with. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I definitely feel like, like, I'll I'll be honest. I I enjoy smoking. Um, for me, like it really got, for me, it was like, I never smoked through high school or nothing like that. But when I started playing out a lot and stuff like that, it was like, it's like I never knew really what to say on the mic. You know what I mean? Never knew like what, like 
I never knew how to talk on the mic. I could sing on the mic. I just didn't know what to say. So when I would smoke and stuff a little before going on stage, it was just like, I felt like it was just like me and my guitar and like in the room, just chilling and smoking. I just felt like it was just us, like personal. And it was nice. And I'd get up there and like, it really didn't matter what I said. <laughs> I'd just go up there and say my stuff. And then me and the boys would just jam out and I'd have a blast. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then that's kind of how it got for me. And it was just like, it was really nice because it wasn't like I had to worry about anything else just besides the music. Yeah, it is great. It is great, and I have no under like I really don't understand why it's still a problem in, in in you know in certain states. It's and we could go down at that rabbit hole, but fuck, we'd probably yeah. be on here for another hour. Or so um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know it it, it it doesn't make sense to me. It, it's so dumb why people have issues with it. You know, and but I mean, I guess you know, I I guess those people are the same people that I was before I did it. I guess they're just people that haven't done it and they're just being you know. They, they are just following sort of what you were saying, you know, where it feels like maybe it's a, it, like there's a handbook, you know, chapter 32, you because have to what? oppose weed because it, you just have to. And yeah. well, no, it's not wash, rinse, repeat, you know, fucking wash and then wash again, try it yourself. And then, oh, okay. Okay. Maybe, maybe this should be legal. I don't know. Yeah. It's like anybody that's going to pick up a drink and sit there and like, Oh yeah, like drink like you know twelve beers and be like, oh, like I'm fucked up, man. Like it's like, bro, like you're gonna judge me because like <laughs> you know like I'm doing this, but like you can't even stand or legally get behind the wheel and drive. Not yeah. saying you should be driving me like stone, but it's like it's just like <laughs> I just had a long ass day, man. And I'm just trying to relax. <laughs> I'm not trying to like crawl to the toilet at two in the morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you definitely yeah, man, shouldn't drive stoned. I, that yeah. is a big PSA from Eddie Green. Don't drive stoned if it's your first time. I mean, I guess if you're more experienced, you can do it, but dear yeah. God, if it's I mean, your second time, you're going to be paranoid beyond belief. If you want to ride with me, it'll be a hell of a time. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't, ride on, don't ride on the roof, right? <laughs> Jeff, no. Jeff, man, this is, uh, this has been fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, man. A lot of fun. It was. It was great catching up, man. It was great chatting. It was so good. So before uh, before I let you go, what is um, I'll have all the information in the show notes, but you know, I feel like I should start doing this at the beginning because I feel like more people will hear it because you know it's it's a miracle if people listen to a two and a almost two and a half hour podcast. But anyways, what <laughs> is your social media if people want to continue on the journey of Twisted Vibes? So as far as Twisted Vibes, it is Twisted Vibes FL. I'm gonna give a couple pages out if that's all right. Yeah, that's fine. And then you can send me all the stuff so I can put it in the in the show notes. Okay. So for the band, it's Twisted Vibes FL. We still go into Florida because we're based out of there. Um, that's for Facebook and Instagram. As far as my personal page, it's just Jeffrey McDevitt. And then I also, and that's both for your uh, Facebook and Instagram. And then I have another page called Jeffrey McDevitt um, Music Page. Or mu- yeah, Jeffrey McDevitt Music. And that's just for Instagram. I post a lot of just like me goofing around at the house or me playing somewhere. Just It's just all about the, the music, all about guitars and what I do. And then if you want to check out the hip hop project, it's Jeffy J. Jeffy that, J. That's, that's on Spotify, Apple Music, any music platform you can look Jeffy J up on. Fuck yeah. And uh, sit back and relax and enjoy it. Hell yeah, dude! And uh, something that I'm I'm surprised I didn't comment on earlier, but uh, just really quickly, you got some wild ass hair, dude. 
that I don't remember yeah. you ever having. Dude, I know, man. I started. <laughs> I'll be honest. Once I started smoking weed, I started growing my hair out. Because <laughs> you were always in in high school. You were always the clean cut looking dude. Dude, I don't know. Like that's when like the. I don't know. I don't know. Dude, life is weird. Like I just <laughs> used to want to put a collar shirt on and be like clean and nice, and now I just want to wear sandals and a tie dye shirt and let my hair down. Damn! What an evolution. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, man. Like I said before, man, I'm just like literally just trying to enjoy life. Like I'm not judging nobody. Whatever you guys want to do or anybody wants to do, enjoy. You're a hippie you know in I mean? 2020. Yeah, hippie in 2020. Just make sure you pay your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> or you won't get another stimulus check there you go <laughs> yeah all right hey, brother. it was wonderful talking with you man it, yeah it was and when you're in florida let me know and uh like i said hopefully all this or like you said hopefully all this shit will be fucking over and then we can uh you know meet up and crack a beer open and just Hell yeah, man. fucking talk again dude i can't wait bro i can't wait all right stay safe out there you too man it was a pleasure all right talk to you later <laughs>